What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Go Islanders. Go Islanders, indeed. They in the playoffs yet? Is it, is it playoff times? No, not yet, but they'll they'll make it. They'll okay. be fine. They play the Rangers tonight. I have hope. How much Thank longer until they're in the playoffs? Uh, They'll clinch probably in the next couple weeks. Okay. And then the playoffs start in April. So when does the puck drop? The puck drops today at 4 o'clock. That, that was my favorite thing when we went to Boston, is <laughs> Colin kept saying, oh yeah, the puck drops at 4.30. It's just like, wow. That's the thing. That's what they say. The the puck puck it's a real thing. Oh, yeah. Over there, the pure one, Tim Geddes. Let's get nasty. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, yeah. That's a different yeah. one. Over here, the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Go Devils. <laughs> no, everybody. It's the one and only Ramon. Ramon Navarro. How exciting is this? Coming. It's happening. How many episodes Thank in? What episode me. is this, Kevin? This is 69. 69. Damn it. You're just going to keep saying 69. Uh, 69. Episode 67. Ramon, you are Colin's best friend. You are well known to this audience because Colin mentions you each and every show in some respect. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I uh, currently live in Jersey City, New Jersey, uh, which is essentially, you know, might as well be New York City. But um, musician, have known this guy for, what is it now, 11, 12 years? 12 years, I think, yeah. Met together at Northeastern, and uh, yeah. Go Huskies. Yeah. Go Huskies. Yeah, they made the tournament, the NCAA yeah, tournament, yeah. for the first time since 1991. Very that's, exciting. It's pretty crazy. I know. We'll get Team bounced. Super. Get bounced. Super. So I, hey, I'm, I'm happy there's Huskies involved. Thanks. Yes, there are Huskies. There are I Huskies like involved. Just because you like What dogs? type of Huskies? Oh, I like Huskies. You know? At Northeastern, we have a real Husky named Scout. Of course. Scout the Husky. Yeah. I think, it's Scout? Sc- I think it's Scout the Maybe. Sixth now or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Does it live on campus? Yeah. Does the dean take care of it? I don't know. I just see him every once in a while. Because we have a statue of a husky, too, that everyone rubs his nose. Sure. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do that. Yeah. But you don't do that to the real husky. But That's what we have Kevin do that for. Thomas Jefferson. We just have people rub his nose. Campus or somebody else. They rub Some Thomas Jefferson's person. dick. <laughs> no, sitting next to him. And that's what? Francis? Whatever. It doesn't matter. Just if you didn't know, ladies up. and gentlemen, this is the Game Over Greggy Show each and every week. Four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. That's a new one. Yeah, it was. What was that? They slapped the bottom and the, the top? Uh, the old punch and roll. The old, the old punch, punch and roll. roll. Yeah. Gather on this table each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, you can get the full show each and every Friday over on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. But if you don't want to give us any money, the whole thing posts for free day by day, topic by topic over on youtube.com slash kindoffunny before the whole thing posts for free. Every Friday, full show, YouTube, and like podcast services, Ramon. You're making me hot. <laughs> <laughs> You're a musician. You do that to people all the time. It's about Ooh, time somebody did it to ain't you. Ain't that right? What's that like? <laughs> You're up there. You're, you're slapping the bass. Slapping the bass. All the ladies yeah, are I mean, sometimes, sometimes I'm slapping the bass. Other times I'm picking it. Most times I'm picking it. But, you know, sorry to get so technical here. It's okay. It's okay. But anyway, no, what, what's that like in terms of... Have, being, in a, being in a profession where the ladies throw themselves at you. And now you're, happy, you're in a happy uh, relationship right now. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, it seems... As of late, it's been a lot more uh, men that are throwing themselves at me. Really? Say. Yeah. It's the Just beard. Like, yeah, you know, really great great job on the base, man. You know, nice to meet you. They're all about that, that base. a lot of this, like, you know, <laughs> you're so hot or whatever. <laughs> You know, it's just. And a then lot they, of, they follow up with that. You're so hot, right after. Yeah, like, how long have you been playing in Bad Rabbits? And I'm like, I'm kind of just filling in. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> they buy you a drink then? No. Do you accept the drink? Because they didn't buy me anything. But what if they did? Of course, I would accept the drink. <laughs> and then, you know, depending on what else I'd have to accept after, you know. Yeah. That's that's when you start breaking mm, them. You let them down up, easy. Up for speculation. I would okay. Say. Okay. I like you. I'm glad you're here. Um. Tim. Yes. We have another one of those opportunities. A very cool opportunity. What's this one? Crunchy roll. 
Okay. It's this anime website. As you guys know, I'm a big fan of a lot of anime, such as Attack on Titan, which you can find at Crunchyroll. And you can get a deal from us. If you go to Crunchyroll.com slash kind of funny, yeah. you get premium Crunchyroll, which allows you to stream in 1080p HD. I'm a big fan of that for of everybody course. that freaking knows. And then in addition to that, you can for the new shows coming out that are in Japan right now, like Fairy Tale, which our boy Michael Jones over at Rooster Teeth yeah. is a voice in. No, he isn't. Yeah, he's, he, he doesn't plays, speak he Japanese. Plays Sting. He, no, he does the English, <laughs> the dub. And uh, so what they do is if it comes out in Japan, if you have the premium thing, an hour later after it premieres, the newest episode, you can get it on the on Crunchyroll. Oh, so that's nice. cool. If you're a premium member. Yeah. So that's awesome. And yeah, so Crunchyroll.com slash kind of funny. They have a whole bunch of cool stuff. Like I said, Attack on Titan. You should definitely check that you out. You get it for 30 days? You get a 30-day free trial. And you should do it because it's cool. Watch Attack on Titan. Tweet at me. Let me know what you think about it. And then tweet at Nick underscore Scarpino and tell him to watch it because he's slacking. Is he going to take advantage of this opportunity? Oh, he, he better. Yeah. And tweet yeah. also at Nick Scarpino no underscore and let him know. Let him know. That <laughs> hey, we, he needs watch to put Attack my, on he Titan. Needs to put my, Go to Crunchyroll. My photo <laughs> he loves that. He needs to put, my photo he, needs to go up in Portillo's. He mm-hmm. loves when you tweet him. He, he does. does. Me? He definitely no, does. No, no. Not, yeah, well, Pete, yeah, tweet <laughs> Ramon too. Everybody, I'm sure Ramon wants some tweets as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Navon yeah. or Avadi. Why, why don't we call you know how I was Ramon wants some t- tweets as well. Why didn't we call it tweetsa like pizza? Because Ramon wants some pizza as well. Yeah, like deliver your pizza to Daddy Green's pizza. <laughs> I don't even get that reference. It's from but I uh, Last Dragon. Not oh, so you're just a little reference nugget, it's man. It's like all day you're just dropping these gems. Yes, Wouldn't he be like a, re- a reference machine? No, a nugget no, would be like one no, of the references. No, because no, like no, when you go no, to McDonald's nowadays, they're just nugget. giving out nuggets. Like gotcha. you don't even need to pay anymore. Mm-hmm. Like McDonald's is like, all right, we'll give you twenty nuggets for like five bucks, and we're like, what? Yeah, that's a crazy I, I deal. Just now Burger King's nuggets. literally like, we'll pay you to eat our nuggets. Like, if we'll pay you a dollar to have twenty nuggets, it's it's a Nuggets arms race. Yeah, <laughs> but even then, you're, the nugget is the solitary thing. McDonald's is giving. You. I wonder how the Denver Nuggets feel. Oh, is Carmelo Anthony we're named after Nuggets? He's on the Knicks. Yeah, he's somewhere else. He's on the Knicks. Man, time flies. So you know they suck now. The Knicks always suck. Yeah. I was thinking about that just as a quick aside. The Knicks have always sucked. What Patrick Ewing? Yeah, when they made the finals. But they, Anthony Mason. There was a story about him. Passed away. Yeah, I saw that. That was what it was. Uh, they've just oh, they, they've they've always just been bad like our whole lives, with the exception of like a few years. Like they've oh, like I remember in the, in the mid the late Chicago 90s, Knicks. Rivalry. I mean, they were they were great at the time. Really they were really It's like the Pacers yeah. Bulls rivalry. Yeah, it's like true. yeah, not much of a rivalry really. Yeah, they Muggsy kind of Bugs. beat Muggsy Bugs. Was Charlotte a thing. Hornets. Yeah. He was on the Nuggets at one point. Sure, every, Charlotte every Hornets have a cool logo. I've been on the Nuggets. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get into the topics, mm. we need to give a shout out to everybody who came to the Game Over Gregor Show panel. At oh Pax. yeah, we went to Pax. So many cool kids. Got to do a whole show. Sorry, Ramon, you couldn't make it. It's all good. It wasn't close enough for you, apparently. Boston nope. isn't close enough to New Jersey nope. for you to nope. actually come out and nope. support your best friend. No big deal. Of course not. I had to, I had to work. Were you put, strapping the base? Strapping the base. Well, is that, that's what you do before you slap it. You got to strap, strap it and slap. The yeah. old strap and the slap. Old yeah. strap. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Strap yeah. and slap. Now, thank you to the hundreds of people who came to PAX. These came out. Packed that room. That room was far too large, I thought, for us, and we filled it up. That we was did. Great. We filled it up. And then nice. everybody stayed afterwards for autographs. Came to the mm-hmm. meet and greet over by Northeastern. Connor Larkins, thank you so much for uh, putting us up, too. Yeah. Thanks so much for Northeastern Confessions for making fun of us for yeah. all being there, too. Yeah. <laughs> Any you Confessions? Well, well, yeah, it was, so that's just like an insider like that like, gives you what's happening on campus. Yeah, it's just making fun if of If there's going to be a pop quiz. Yeah, yeah a pop quiz. The pop quiz. <laughs> that's that's their big tweet that they put out. <laughs> those are the hot tweets. <laughs> I remember a couple years ago when all those Facebook and Twitter pages came up about like college-specific things. So like, I went to SF State, so it yeah. was like, SFSU confessions or whatever, and it would just be like just random things of like 
that everyone there was like, oh, this is so funny. It was essentially BuzzFeed before BuzzFeed, but very specific and centralized, where it's like, oh, yeah, you know the bathroom on the third floor? You know how it says grout everywhere and no one knows what's up with that? Yeah. We all recognize that. And it's like, fuck, you're right. Well, remember, no, they didn't explain what grout video? everywhere meant. No, no. It's uh, just music like, video for, uh, for Northeastern? Oh, where'd the Burger King go? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Guys? The grout thing? It's weird. Everyone knows about it. Like, so you didn't see this wall? How in between the um, cement pieces, there's yeah. the like, I think it's called grout. I don't know. I don't know what grout is. Well, that's ca- well that's can grout. you educate me? Is that yeah. grout? I think grout. That's grout because caulk is plastic, isn't it? Caulk. Mm. Caulking is like the stuff you put in the shell. Well, doesn't said grout, but like they would write in pen on all of the grout, grout puns. That's so awesome. Like, that's really good. We're that's grout really here, or like Oscar the grout, like just a bunch of random shit and be everywhere. All over the street. Be out, be grout, be grout. Be grout, be grout. Yeah. yeah. Be out. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Talk shit, get shot was not there. Talk shit. Grout. Talk grout, get grout. Yeah. <laughs> well, that we'll work on those. We'll mm-hmm. work on the grout. Mm-hmm. Colin. Yes. Since Ramon's here, mm. he's a successful musician. He's got a successful beard. Mm-hmm. Very successful beard. And, uh, That's good. You, you can lead. Usually the guests will go first, but your topic's about you. I never Ramon. go first, yeah. Uh, I'm not the Johnny Damon of this group. <laughs> Typically, I'm who the very fuck deep. is Johnny Damon? Deep. He's a leadoff hitter. Oh, you're right. I should have known. You uh, shouldn't have known that. No one should have done that. No, you shouldn't know who Johnny Damon. He's only played baseball for 15 years. Uh, <laughs> I know him from so, the end of the Geraldo <laughs> clip. The end of the Geraldo <laughs> clip gives it away. He only won like three World Series. Um, so uh, we went. Ramon came by last night or whatever, and um, we were going through old pictures uh, that I, a lot, many of which I have not seen, and. Uh, we went through and tried to remove the the some of the incriminating ones. Now, sure. that's uh, upsetting. Now we have uh, I don't know a couple dozen, a few dozen pictures to go through. And Kevin, I'm gonna I'll spit out to you the I've numbered all the pictures. Oh wow! Um, so that you know which ones are which. But listeners this will, to the MP3, I'll describe what's happening. But this will give you a little insight into me and Ramon's relationship throughout North e- our careers at Northeastern. Do you guys, from, do you guys have like a cute relationship name together? No, I that know. wasn't a thing. I never back thought then. about that. No. no. When were you, when were, when were these? What what years are we spanning? So two thousand three to two thousand seven. Yeah, and then Ramon was there in two thousand eight. So Northeastern's a five year school, but I did it in four. Yeah, um, I didn't because five. I well because you you co-opted. I didn't co-opt. Yeah, so yeah. Northeastern has a unique thing called it's not it's not a unique thing. Some schools do it, but Northeastern's well known and has the best co-oping program in the in the mm. United States, which is. They do a thing called Midler year in between sophomore and junior year. Midler. Midler year. It's your third year. So junior year is your fourth year and senior year is your fifth year. Uh, like Midler year is when they take you and they send you to like a company to work. Yeah. And so um, – and it's like real life experiences why Northeastern is such a prolific school is because of the co-op program and because people get great jobs there through that co-op program. So I didn't do that. Uh, you don't have to do it. Ramon did it. Um, I did. So. Where did you middling? Where did you middle? I did stuff at uh, Sony Music in L.A. for a little awesome. bit. And what else? Did you did Sony you Music the in White New York? Stripes? No, no. Did you meet Britney Spears? <laughs> who else? I don't even. I can't even tell you who I met. I met, I met probably like Layla Grant. Some, some random people that probably aren't even on the label anymore. That are you know, who knows what, sure. what they're doing. But you know, I interned for a radio station and ended up tour managing a band. What else? I think that was it. That sounds kind of cool part. for school. It does. That yeah, does sound yeah cool. you get paid. Yeah, you make a like, yeah so. take a take a break from paying you know forty thousand dollars a year and you know go work for eight dollars an hour. Yeah, it's, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm opening. I'm gonna open picture number one. Picture Before number we even one. do this, I just yeah. want to say I'm so excited about this because the idea of Colin in college with Ramon is now. Just, I've heard so many stories that now we're getting evidence that this was a real thing yeah, that this happened. Is a, this is a real thing. So we, this looked, w- we look very different. Yeah. So this say. is our. Fr- this, so we'll begin with our freshman year. Picture number one. 
And says it's I definitely November wore a lot. I definitely wore a lot of American Eagle back then. I would say. Yeah, and this, it says, yeah. and that's a good yeah, eye. Right. It says this was taken November first, two thousand three. Yeah. So some of these are dated. Let's see if this one's dated. That was yeah. These are all dated. All yeah. right. So um, that's funny, man. Uh, I didn't even think of that. So uh, oh, there we go. So this is Ramon Whoa. and I. Sweet Jesus! This oh, is Ramon man. and I. Ramon. I, w- I, w- I wore that Deftones hat. I think every single day, like even in the shower, like all day long. <laughs> Imprinted on my oh head. Oh my god! So that's it's me in my and like, so a black sweatshirt, my out of time shirt. I had a, yeah, I had a nice one, little hemp necklace going on. Number one is you just yeah, them, them go- standing here like a bunch of goons. Colin is pointing at the sky, similar to that that IGN PlayStation oh, Four yeah. app photo of me pointing at the sky. But Ramon looks completely different. I wasn't expecting this because I've only known this this Ramon. So yeah. this is pulled this, together. So at this Ramon. time, Ramon. Ramon. I look like the, some sort of cross between like the singer of like you know Fine Young Cannibal and Fred Armisen <laughs> uh, without glasses. Fred Armisen. You kind of look like Drake a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah, I've gotten that before. You know, before I started wearing glasses, and you know, my God. So this, this awesome. so this was early November in 2003. We were freshmen. Ramon's birthday is two days after mine, on the 16th of October. So um, he had just turned 18, and I had just turned 19. Um, you look, you look, because I graduated you look like high you're school. Having fun, Colin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. What, you look like you. It looks like I'm definitely. It looks like I'm definitely. Looks like I'm definitely holding you up in this picture. <laughs> yeah. um, Either that, who knows what you're doing here? Yeah, I think like, he's doing the first down. He's just so drunk he can't do it correctly. I don't know. Yeah, I was I, some sort of inebriation here. That's probably not entirely Coca-Cola in that bottle. I would say, <laughs> you know, based on we were underage, and you know, it probably has. But that, nobody ever thought God the look. You know, the, the cops rolled up, and you're like, "Oh, you're drinking Coke. You guys are fine. Go home." Yeah, if you've never seen this trick before. No, but yeah, 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 I always smell like we'll get, over. We'll get the cop like stories in a little while. There's one picture that cops, will uh, that will allow us to tell one of the great stories. Awesome. So that's Ramon and I. So picture two. Uh, this was... <laughs> what is happening? So, <laughs> so, How do I even discuss... Colin is standing next to an employee. So one of the great, so one of the great Northeastern, one of the great Northeastern Donuts. traditions, yeah. is, like many colleges, is scavenger hunts. Um, and this was one of our scavenger hunts where we had to do like all sorts of stuff. We'll see more pictures that are a little more heinous, but we had to like go meet... I don't know... I don't no, know. What this was, from what I remember, it was that one of the scavenger hunt items was get a picture of someone at Dunkin' Donuts smiling. And this guy wouldn't smile for us. And this is... Basically, what he, you know, what his impression of a smile. That smile. Was. That's like, yeah, no, no, but I, I rem- it, it, but it took us like ten minutes to get him to do that. From what this I remember, picture two, by the way, Kevin. Picture um, two. Yeah, so you, you know that more I or less. Said that when you cooked over. Basically, every scavenger hunt you had, you had to take pictures and you know give proof, and uh, you know that was look at Colin. Your proof. Yeah, but yeah, Colin, Colin had course, such a definitive jaw and Adam's. Uh, my God, you you look like this reminds me of Alfredo a lot. You're very lanky looking. Oh, I was very lanky. Yeah. If you this notice most crazy. pictures, you know he's got the earrings, yeah, the same Yankee hat. You know, of course, yeah, the with, like, Yankee the hat. Rim, I remember ripped uh, brim because you know we were that's talking cool. about that's that was that was hot. That's yeah. what was you hot. can see the hat deteriorate. Like the ripped brim. Through these pictures, you can see the hat deteriorate, and then the new hat comes in. Yeah, <laughs> and then that hat deteriorates. So what else do we got here? Number three. Uh, so this was me. What this is so this is me in a fountain. That's got to be the. Is that that's the, like right outside the? Uh, is this the same? Yeah, it's got to be same night. All right, we'll get back to that. Oh my god. So um so. This is in front of Stetson. Yeah, one of the dining halls. Yeah, so this is like a dining hall in the back. Mm -hmm. And one of the things was going to the fountain. Now, this is in November in Boston, so it's fucking freezing. Um, But I did it. I don't think I took my clothes off. I probably could have done it in a more strategic manner. When when you say you think that that was a thing that people do, that this is a thing that people do? This was for the scavenger hunt. Oh! We had to take a picture of someone in the fountain, and I, like, drew the short straw, you know, so to speak. I don't remember exactly how I was... Yeah, I mean, I I remember this... I remember all of this scavenger hunt being just very, very... Just impulsive, and was no this, one just gave a fuck. And was we this like, your whatever. residence? We, we wanted we wanted to win, and we were very competitive about it. Yeah, we, we lost. Were, we were though. kind of stopping at nothing. That always yeah. happens. I mean, there was pictures of like you know, get a picture of like 
you know, you and a homeless guy, or get a picture of a guy with a mustache. And it was who like, set this up? With the residents? Uh, well, no, no, Kevin's no, 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 no. Uh, Kevin, who we're gonna do the uh, the Let's Play tomorrow with. Uh, he and he's he, gonna be he had a lot of. He's from a small town in New York, and he had a lot of his friends come up, like, hey, you know, c- come check out my college. But he would have them come up in fucking busloads. Like he'd have like 50, It was Halloween weekend. He must have had like fifteen or twenty of his friends from home up and this guy that had already been at northeastern organized this whole thing and um calling it up in a yeah somehow yeah somehow we had just ended up doing this the scavenger hunt and colin ended up being you know in that fountain and your friends are elaborate our friends came to visit and they hear 30 stones let's play caps (laughs) (laughs) so the next picture here so this will be picture five i think what it was is you, you had to get a picture of Someone mooning a cop. So basically, where this costume came from was that Friday afternoon. I, of course, I waited till very, very last minute to get a Halloween costume. For the viewers listening, it is is who's mooning? Do we know? Uh, or do you want to? Is that does that, yeah, is that term? Want, I know one of Kevin's man, buddies. Yeah, home. One of Kevin's is. buddies is mooning. He has his yeah. underwear down, his pants down, and he's mooning a another a coed. A blonde co-ed who is in one of those like wor- horrible children cop outfits, yeah. and in the background, Colin is laughing like the Goonie is. is that so, and Ramon is back here laughing too. But dying. Oh, he's the one I'm leaving. Just dying. She looks more like a firefighter. Of course, we you know, had to like do what right we had here. Do. Of course, rocking the you know jeans and flip flops. Yeah, you got the flip flops going there. Yeah, hem mm-hmm. necklace, but still had a Deftones hat. So, I'm like trying to, <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still listen to heavy music, but I'm you know. So that was I don't even know who this person is. So do you know who this is? That was just some random girl. But the idea of this photo was. To take a picture of someone mooning a cop. So the day before, the reason why this cop outfit this came into days, play, right? yeah, 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 because this is the day after Halloween. Uh, of course, I waited till after class, the day of Halloween, because usually I typically wouldn't care about dressing up for Halloween. Colin never dressed up for Halloween at all, um, but I waited till the very, very last minute. There was this really awesome costume shop on Mass Ave there that we there was this massive line, and I ended up cutting it and. But then I was like, you know, found this really awesome costume. I couldn't remember what it was. It was probably just like a wig or whatever. And then like the owner of the shop came and grabbed me and was like, you cut this line. Get the hell out of my shop. So basically I ended up like having to go to CVS and buy this. Did you freak out? Did you argue with him? Actually, now I think about yeah, it, I, did, a, I, I, a, said, I said something, something like, something shave your beard. fucking beard, yeah. something some like, like trying to be funny about it, you know, meanwhile, here I am fucking 12 years later with the fucking probably longer beard than that guy had, but the, uh, so basically I ended up buying this, like, five-year-old, horrible ass cop outfit, yeah, like, cop outfit, just wearing it, like, super tight with that helmet, and then, so we just got creative with this, you know, I guess we need to, you know, get yeah. a picture of someone mooning a cop, so I was like, there's That's no, a pretty there's, there's no aggressive, way scavenger hunt yeah thing to do we were like there's yeah and that's why we weren't gonna do that that's all yeah this is all at the like like i said it was just very very impulsive i couldn't even think of how we even thought of that at that moment because there's no way we were gonna get an actual cop to let us do that no not, I, not I, any of those cops no no no, no. then we'll, <laughs> we'll get ahead we'll get into that we'll tell yeah we'll talk more about those so that's so that's that and then uh if we go to picture six we just get more butt uh here <laughs> good. um good whose butt is this uh so it's that was a guy that actually ran the uh scavenger hunt yeah i actually think it's the same and well we don't we're, we're gonna blur out faces that aren't people that we really know <laughs> to well. protect the innocent uh no not even that, that I, we're not, I don't think we're really doing anything too bad actually it's no. just like i don't we I haven't seen these people and talked to these people some of them since we were freshmen so i don't you know want to put their pictures on the internet um i think it's just the same person from the previous picture why is his shirt different then it's a different day isn't it no no 
Oh no, this is the same guy. night. Okay, yeah, no, so this guy. is a different person. I Can we bring it. attention to Colin throwing up the horns? Yeah, just for, for no reason. Always, it's always. We Ramon, always armor around Colin. Like a piece, piece Colin throwing up the horns. Some redhead mooning over here. All right, some so blonde girl in the background doing God knows what. What's my shirt say there? Find your way. Oh my God. So that's a quick picture of number six, and then number seven is basically just us that same night. And this is our. This is a great picture. This is our friend Matt. Who went to Wentworth, Dude, and and uh, we night, actually probably night, we probably should blur out puked. his uh, last name there. Actually, I don't know if he wants his name out there. That night he puked in an elevator full of all of us, <laughs> and it was yeah. One he of doesn't the most look repulsive. Too, he's things. not looking too hot here. Yeah, no. Nah. But we still see him. He's still Trouble's a good friend of ours. You um, had that out of time shirt on. Uh, out of time, like sweet out of time. Like Denzel Washington. Movie? Yeah, some some movie. I got this, this is from picture IG. six, right? Yeah, this is picture. This is picture seven. Gotcha. Uh, so this is kind of you know just some some ancillary stuff. Now we're gonna we're gonna move on to. Uh, the good stuff. Yeah, some different kind of stuff. So this is picture us, eight. This is typically us in our dorm rooms. Now this is my friend Kate. Um, I don't know how do you look, go from looking like such a man and the other one to looking like such a baby here. Look I don't at know your this, face. Picture eight, no, baby this face. Is the progression. This is probably January where we were just yeah, living off you know mashed potatoes and, and gotcha. baby as the uh, the woman at the yeah. Colin, Colin is on in a in a um, top bunk here with a woman. Both of them have blue solo cups. And the Colin looks about twelve. All he looks twelve. Yeah, baggiest jeans. You got freaking. My Limp Biscuit posters in the background. Well, they're not in this picture. Yeah, we'll see those. Yeah, we'll see the Limp Biscuit posters. On we, I mean, I could tell already. I didn't need to <laughs> yeah. see them to know they're there. <laughs> <laughs> so this is kind of just how we were living. This was Ramon's bed. And, uh, yeah, this is our friend Kate. We're still friends with her, too. She's really good friends with Kevin, who we were mentioning before. Um, and, uh, yeah, we became really good friends with her. I mean, the thing was about this, this room was that it was the corner room. We all had lofted beds, but because of the corner it ended up just being that much bigger than everyone else's room yeah, you had a so huge it was room. like it became the hangout spot the hangout of the room. floor Quarter. um you know there's like a futon fucking bullshit all of so that was floor eight and then and so that's not for picture eight and then we go to picture 10 uh that's just me in the background looking like a blur yeah you're but moving is, so fast but this was like a weird i don't remember what this was i don't what is the what I'm is the date on this Sparkle this is shirt. early i think nice yeah so this shirt. is Good this shirt. is october 2nd so we were only in northeastern for a month at this point mm-hmm this is sophomore year, actually. So There's no way this is sophomore year. Definitely is. No way, man. I wouldn't have dressed like this sophomore year, would I? <laughs> Dude, Colin's wearing pants that he could Oh, get yeah, you're right. Two you're other right. legs wore in. the same shit for like five years. Yeah, that's true. That's are a good point. Are those pants that turn into shorts? No, no, no. These are just like white. I thought so, too. I, they, they definitely look <laughs> they like were, They weren't, though. Is Ramon accosting this elderly Asian man? Yeah, I don't man? know. What, I don't know. what are we doing here? I think so I this is when we're back. So this is when we lived in Willis. I was just being a punk. So this is a little Seriously. out of order here, but uh, this is on... Is this Mass Ave? Yeah, that was Mass yeah. Ave. So anyway, just another nice picture. That's picture 10. All right, now, so we're going to get into an interesting story of our freshman year. Picture picture, picture 11, 11 is Colin oh taking God. a selfie, it looks like, flicking it off. So, no. All right, you want... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what I was going to say before when you're, like, um, talking about him looking completely different from that first yeah, picture, yeah. because it really does show, especially these, these next pictures, are just going to really show how I think malnourished we truly were <laughs> at this point so this is so these pictures are all together if we go to the, this picture and then the next one is ramon throwing off the horns now ramon had mono really bad when we were freshmen and uh so he was in the hospital like for a while in the fall and this is when he was recovering he has uh, this is alcohol shirt certainly in the in the cup this was in the hallway sort of like this was in the hallway outside of chris our friend chris's uh dorm room <laughs> now these two pictures were taken for a specific reason um because we used to do this thing called juke mania which was a, a football league, a Madden league that we used to do. And juke mania, what, so juking in football is like when you move around and Ramon would get really mad at our friend Chris because he would juke too much. No, it was Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Oh, Kevin yeah. I'm sorry. Kevin would juke too much. Real quick, I have a yeah. question. Did that help you at all, Tim, as someone who knows nothing about football? 
Juking is when you move around a lot. No, but I, I, know, I, know, what, I know what the juke yeah, is. You know, like when you jump in and jive sure, you plant a foot and you act like you're going one way, but yeah, you cut yeah, the yeah. other. So there was buttons in like Madden 03, 04 and stuff like that would let you juke. And Kevin would just do it endlessly to Ramon and drive him nuts. So one day Ramon proclaimed, like, I can't, I can't take any more of this juke mania. Because he just came in to my room for a friendly Sunday afternoon game of Madden. Just like, hey, you want to play Madden? And, you know, right off the kickoff, he, he fucking started juking like a maniac. And, like, got a touch down and i was just i don't know what happened this rage came over me and i threw the controller across the room and was like i can't take this juke mania and then he was just looking at me and i was like get out (laughs) (laughs) ramon was known for freaking out a lot we'll get into that in a little while there was definitely an adjustment period i would say over the first couple years of college so pictures pictures 11 and 12 are juke mania pictures because we had a juke mania league that was named after juke mania and, and so picture 12a Shows the Juke Mania leaderboards. Now, now the, the, these are the Juke Mania standings for one particular Juke Mania league. We graphics. have several Juke Mania uh, leagues, so we would we would print out all these things and then do the wins losses and all this kind of stuff. So we play with our. This is Chris, who we'll see a little, a little bit. Our friend Rich, who I haven't seen since college. Uh, you know, me, Kevin, who was in a bunch of these pictures, Ramon, and then our friend Brandon, um, who uh, actually was just a Pax East, but he I don't know what he does now. Um, but he he was uh, our friend Chris's roommate. Anyway, so that's just a little insight into the neuroses of Colin because I would I would keep all these standing. Oh, this is you. You yeah, did yeah, this, of course. Yeah, of course. Of course you did that. <laughs> all right. Now, the next picture. Picture 13. The next picture is important because this this is the. Well, let's just look at it. So this is the Bart Simpson bong. Now, the Bart Simpson bong is the origin of one of the great Northeastern stories of all time. <laughs> I didn't think you'd tell this story. Awesome. Uh, so, uh, so this is uh, picture 13. And so Ramon's brother got him a Bart Simpson bong, as you can see in this picture, which Ramon is smoking. So, by the way, even now, a backstory on my brother. Sorry to interrupt you there. My brother was 28 years old when I was 18, and he was coming to Northeastern as if he was like one of us. <laughs> like, so he was like Nick Scarpino. Yeah, like almost so much where like he made me tell this lie to all of the freshman girls that he was like a 24-year-old law student at Duke. Meanwhile, he was 28, like a salesman slash stand-up comic slash dirtbag. <laughs> like, sorry, sorry, Joe, if you're watching. No, you weren't a dirtbag. But in reality, he really just wanted to be there and kind of look after me and make sure I was, you know, hanging with the right crew and everything. But... Still, it was pretty awesome because I remember Colin being like, yeah, I mean, like, your brother just, like, wants to, like, stay with us and, like, hang out in the dorms and, like, buy us liquor and shit. Like, geez, like, what, uh, you know, like, you're like, my brother totally wouldn't do it. You're like, your brother was married at the time, like, (laughs) totally, like, grown up. But anyway, he bought me this, uh, this Bart Simpson bong and I thought it was, like, the coolest thing ever. And, you know, of course, he brought a bunch of weed up with him and, you know, (laughs) I, I think him getting that bong, that was the same week as, I think that was... My birthday weekend, I want to say, and then that's when you, myself, Kevin, and Chris really started coming together and becoming, you know, really great friends. But anyway, so, um, so th- this this bong is instrumental. This, this a, a really, uh, I'll let Ramon tell the story because it's, it, this this bong is like a notorious piece of it's a relic of our relation not only me and ramon's relationship but a relationship with a lot of our friends what's crazy is that it currently lives at my girlfriend's parents house in storage and her mom was just like what is this kate and she was like oh it's just bart simpson (laughs) the bart simpson sippy cup meanwhile it's cracked and his fucking white eye is all burnt (laughs) (laughs) yeah the lighter would be lit right here it would burn his eye so do you want to tell the story, the specific yeah, yeah. story so, about this? I mean, basically, it was in March of 2004, and uh, Chris, 
uh, who we you know we're probably gonna see more pictures of as we go through this little photo flip here. But um, you know, we were just like, you want to go smoke weed, and you know, it was kind of towards the end of the night, and we're you know everyone was we were perpetually in sweatpants and slippers, and you know just kind of hanging out. We were probably playing Madden, and we went into the alleyway um, alongside Whitehall, our freshman dorm, and basically you know we were smoking. But rather than take like a joint or a blunt or even like a little pipe piece or anything, we just decided to take this bright ass Bart Simpson bong with us into an alleyway, walking around with Bart Simpson. And then so we're in this alleyway and we get done with whatever we have to do. And uh, there we heard this this crashing noise. I don't know what happened. Maybe someone fell out of a window. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on back in Northeastern. But, uh, you know, either way, um, you know, we heard a crashing noise and we're just like, oh, we didn't take any mind of it. And then, you know, we're done smoking. And all of a sudden, Chris just turns to the left and there's a flashlight and it's a cop. And he flashes on us. Chris looks at him. Chris is not knowing what to do. The first thing that came to mind, he was just like, yo, be out, be out, be out. <laughs> so all of a sudden I was like, I think I was like one scared and startled, but also like thinking to myself, Chris, why the hell would you just say that? What made you say be out? Be out times? isn't one of his terminologies. It's not, no, a no, not really. No. But so then he just books it out of this alleyway. The cop's still there. But then at this point, he's like, gonna go tell his other cop friends and so i just had nothing else to do but run but you know we were in slippers like i said so like instantly two seconds in my slippers came off i'm running around basically there was a uh, a park called the fens which is you know a place you didn't want to get caught dead in in the middle of the night uh we more or less did this loop around but through this loop you know i'm running in socks i stepped in this massive puddle of mud um Chris is just like, get rid of the bong, get rid of the bong. I was like, dude, it's a birthday gift, man. Like, I don't want to get rid of it. And like, he's just like, just put, it under, just put it under a bush. And I was like, I don't want to lose it. He was like, just put it there. So anyway, we hid, we hid the bong. Um, we did this loop around. And then mind you, at this point, my socks are like completely hanging off. Like, I don't even know why I didn't take my socks off. I should have just been barefoot at this point. My socks are like flapping around in, in mud. And Chris is just kind of like, yeah, you know, we're we're good. There's no cops around. You know, we're good. I'm like, he's like, just uh, just act normal. I'm like, Chris, I don't know if you've noticed my socks. Uh, they're flapping around, like I was like fucking. I don't even know. But um, so then we get to the courtyard. Whitehall had this big courtyard, and Chris was just telling me like, be cool, man. You know, don't cause a scene. Like it's all good. We'll get into our dorm room. Everything will be fine. Chris decides to run into the courtyard like he had just killed someone. <laughs> he had his hands in his pocket. He had his hood up. And he just starts running again. And I'm just kind of like, fuck, I got to follow this motherfucker and try to look like nothing happened. So we get to the door. I'm thinking, like, we made it. And all of a sudden, you hear this cop just being like, get the fuck back here now. And then meanwhile, we were like, we had a swipe in in the dorm and we're like totally like yelling at the the little indian guy swiping us in and like just like let us in and he like he wouldn't let us in at first and he finally did 
And then at that point, the cop had gotten to the door and basically pulled us out. And, you know, it. we thought it was going to be one cop, but it was literally about eight of them <laughs> for some reason. So it wasn't even just a cop. It was Northeastern police. It was Boston police. It was... You know, the guys that had, you know, the little vest, like they were getting ready to arrest us, like, you know, the paddy wagon guys. They had the one guy that was like a mall cop. He was like, he was like a brown, he had some brown uniform. I mean, I, I think he he might have just been dressed up as a cop. Maybe he wasn't a cop. But the woman were, from the earlier picture yeah, there was, was there so too. so many cops for two kids running around in freaking muddy socks. And so we get out there and they're like, do you know why we're, we're talking to you right now? And uh, we're just kind of like... No officer like, yes, you do. They elevated instantly. <laughs> and they were like, we heard a noise. Something was going on in that building. We have video footage of you guys breaking in on camera to that apartment over there. And we we're just like, uh, we don't know what you're talking about. And then basically they were just kind of like, I'm trying to try to get it all together right now. So basically at that point. You know, three more cops came up to us and they start questioning us. And, you know, like one cop's like, why are your eyes red, Ramon? And I was just like, I got contacts in, man. And he was like, you got to answer for everything, Ramon. And I was like, he just kept saying my name over and once they found out my name, you know, like they ID'd us, whatever, found out that we were fucking little 18 year olds. And, you know, they were like, what were you doing in that? Uh, what were you doing over that apartment? And we were just like, we were just hanging out, smoking cigarettes. And they're like, that wasn't the only thing you were smoking. And we were like, no, we were just smoking cigarettes. And, uh, you know, they they were like, well, then why are your eyes red? And we were just like, and then Chris was like, yeah, he's got contacts. And, uh, you know, he was like, why are, we, why are we running away? And it was like, oh, Chris was like, yeah, we heard a noise. And then basically, like, they're like, split them up. They're answering for each other. And then uh, it just, it really, it really started escalating to where, you know, all of a sudden the guy that I was convinced wasn't even a real cop <laughs> dressed in this brown uniform, like, you know, I don't even know, like he probably had like a plastic star badge, you know, like, I, but he got really aggressive and it was just kind of like, do the cops even realize this guy's probably not even a cop? I mean, I'm sure he was, but he really just was just like trying to practice. Meanwhile, like the whole, dor- the whole dorm is looking out at the window. I remember seeing Kevin's little head peeking out, like, kind of just being like, like shaking his head. You know, meanwhile, I'm like almost to tears, you know, because these cops were getting super aggressive. And at one point, the, the, the guy with the, you know, the star badge was like, now something was in your hands, Ramon. What was in your hands, Ramon? What was in your hands? And then Chris is like, it was a water bottle. And I was like, it was a water bottle. And they're like, they split them up. They're in there for each other. <laughs> and we were just kind of like, what is going on? So then the guy goes, now my partner, my partner says that he saw you with, I, I, he said something like a hammer or like something, that, like a crowbar or something. And he was just like, so you trying to tell me that my partner of seven years is a liar? And we were just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> and and then he just started bugging out because at that point, I was also just so high out of my mind that, like, I just didn't even know. Like, then they started basically saying, like, 
you know, do you know what can happen to you guys if you guys are breaking in? And we were just like, no. <laughs> and they're like, basically trying to, they weren't even necessarily trying to, I don't even know really what they were doing. They were trying to accuse us of breaking in, but then also they were just trying to get us for smoking weed in an alleyway with a Bart Simpson bong. Um, and then eventually they just, they just let us go. Um, but really, you know, you brought up recently, like there was actually a pretty big deal to have weed at that time in, in public in Boston. Yeah. Because now it's, I think now it's decriminalized in Boston, but in, in Massachusetts, but at that time it wasn't. So it was serious when anyone would go smoke weed. Yeah. More serious than in California or New York. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, really, you know, I'm sure there's definitely been, I mean, this is. 12 years of me telling this story i'm sure there's probably things i might have left out but you know how did you get the bong back yeah the bong the bong we got (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. they got the bong oh yeah so i mean i was very concerned about it if they had found that we probably would have been deep shit because paraphernalia yeah and my fingerprints were on that and whatever who i mean who knows how deep they would have taken it i'm sure you know all the way it's the only way to go yeah (laughs) but you know um the next day, we ended up finding it underneath the bush, and no one had touched it. Nice. And, you know, Bart lives on, you know. In your girlfriend's mother's In my house. girlfriend's mother's basement. And uh, I'm sure it's, you know, it's seen many better days, many exciting days, but now it's retired. and <laughs> Never has, a night that exciting. I would has. love to see, like, the Toy Story version of this bong right here. Just, like, what he does when we're not looking. And he's just alive. <laughs> So that's that's one of Ramon's great stories from college. Uh, we'll move on to just a few more freshman sto- uh, pictures. Uh, picture fourteen. This is when we were moving out. I think uh, this is our buddy Kevin, uh, who's going to be on. Man, I thought Ramon, the top one was yeah. Colin? I thought the top one was Colin for sure. Yeah, then, this uh, is Ramon, Ramon, me, and then this is you're uh, staring at yeah, you can tell, at, this, at this point. We probably were still playing Madden. You know, like I was, I was probably already like one and like twelve. You know, Colin was like seven and seven. Rich was like sixteen and zero. <laughs> But we were like still trying to catch up to Rich, and it was just you can just see how delirious we are. Like you can just tell, like all the all the sheets are picked up, and I mean, just look at Colin's eyes. Like people are moving Colin's out. Colin's hair looks weird too. It doesn't look like your normal hair. It looks yeah. like you could comb that into something. Yeah, I don't think I did, but knowing me at that time, I, I'm sure I didn't. Um, so let's see. Oh, this is so. This is a this is a picture of my a, a picture of my room. This Number is me 15. wearing. So I used to wear my dad's. It, Boston's very cold. This is a, a wool, my dad's wool dress coat from the FDNY. You can see the logo. Um, and I used to wear this because it was I looked like a Civil War general, and it's because cool. it was really warm. It's a cool coat. Uh, but this is a little shot of my room, and I wonder. I wonder. Can we zoom in on this? I don't know. But you can see my GameCube back here on top of my Xbox, <laughs> and then my PS2 next to my TV, and I have some my World of Nintendo thing here, some anime posters. This the important was, question is how like many the ones hats that do you have? I have two hats, so I have my orange hat on <laughs> over my Yankee hat because it's so cold. I don't know why we took this picture. And this was when I lived in my room by myself. My roommate moved out like early on in freshman year. Just couldn't and take I, you anymore. He he had he had some some issues he had to deal with. So we Colin Moriarty. Uh, yeah. So Issue number one. <laughs> so I lived alone for a while, which was awesome. And then I got another roommate, this guy James, who was a football player, and he was he's fucking funny, and 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 he used to just think we were like, I think the fucking stupidest dudes, like, <laughs> yeah, like no. he re- like he re- like really was like, you guys are fucking like you dog. see how skinny I, was. I mean back then, I mean I'm just as skinny as I was I think back then, but like he, you know, this is this Jack dude coming out of the shower and be like, he'd see me walking to the gym, be like, Yo Ramon, you trying to get swole? <laughs> and I'd be like. Yeah, James. <laughs> yeah, James. 
So uh, we'll cruise through the rest of these here. This is uh, Ramon. Uh, picture 17. With a pl- picture 17 with a plunger on his plunger face. Plunger on his so, face, of course. yeah. Classics. Uh, and then the next one. All right, so, all right, so these. All right, so yeah. So <laughs> no, ni- 19. That, so 19, 20, 21, 23, and 24. Are pictures. So these pictures are from when the Patriots won the Super Bowl against the Panthers. Okay. So this is early Eagles, 2004. Was think. it the Eagles? Yeah. Maybe. Picture one looks like Colin is in a riot. He, there's a parking meter in the center of the picture. He is kneeling down, looking up at the camera, while two men come around him. Flipping no, the so birds. there, so there was nothing like so. There were bad riots more towards the center of the city. People were more just outside northeastern celebrating and hanging out. And some yeah. people were getting into shit, but we weren't. We were just out there. But what was funny about these particular pictures were um, the fact, like, yeah. So next, as so we're moving on, this is Ramon and I out there, and I'm wearing my Jets jersey. Uh, and this is our friend Chris and, and an old friend of ours, Tyler. They switched the um, That if you just scroll through these photos, like we we're just nice we're just hanging out and pointing my Yankee emblem here. You guys love the middle finger so much. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. Definitely. And then and then you can see us <laughs> here with our Jets jerseys on, which is fu- which is Ooh, funny. Sideburns. Yeah. Ramon's sideburns are looking pretty ill here. So you look different in every photo too. So these were just funny pictures. People were really celebratory at this time because the Patriots had won. Um, there was some bad shit going on more towards BU, I think. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, we, there's we, another picture that we left out. I mean, there was a car flipped over. Someone got run over. I know at that <laughs> at that ride. Us? Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Literally I mean, street over. I mean, if you look at go back to a few pictures down with you know. Wait, can we clarify? Just... You guys ran someone over? No, we no, didn't. No, 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 no. That's what it sounded like. The yeah, way you, you just said by us. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant, I meant, I meant no. by us. Like, yeah, by you know, our, by, by us. where we near were. Us. By, yeah, near us. Yeah. By northeast. Yeah, That'd we, be great if they dropped. They just dropped a vehicular man. Yeah, we yeah, could we, show uh, that picture of the person yeah, we ran I, over. Because the one thing I remember about this is like I don't. I remember hearing stories about the first time they won the Super Bowl. Um, like before we had started or whatever mm-hmm. and shit got really bad or whatever and I was like, I don't really want, I want to go out and just experience the kind of atmosphere but I don't want to be around any bad shit or whatever and I don't think that there was, yeah, some people were getting into some bad shit near us I think but I didn't want to get involved in like, they were like by BU and I think like by like Copley and stuff like that like I think shit was getting like way worse. Um, well, if you go back to that, uh, the other picture of the two of us, for some reason, you know, when I look at this picture, uh, sorry, I'm not talking to the mic there but um, I can't see the numbers anymore. It just, it really this, just wait, shows is, you, I think, really just how like, <laughs> like beat up and broke down we look at this time. I mean, here really. you look fine. You're in picture twenty <laughs> with your polo there. You look like normal college kids. I mean, you can tell as these pictures go on the twenty or nineteen through twenty four, where it's like this is like perfectly in focus, everything's good, and then you get to this, and it's yeah. just like the last photo you blurry like, through chaos. Dude's head. <laughs> just you like, seeing the guy's head here on twenty four. Well, this was also. I mean, I remember <laughs> that, was the, that was the that was. That was the second riot we experienced, and and this is this goes to show you how passionate everyone in Boston was when the Red Sox beat the the A's in the division series. There was a riot, and I think maybe it just had to do with the fact that it was early in the school year, and they were going to play the Yankees after that. And that's when Aaron Boone hit that home. Yeah, run. and that's when the Yankees beat them. But the fact that there was rioting for that, it just you know really showed you set the tone. Yeah, no, and then. Then they won the Super Bowl, and then later that year they won the World Series. You know, from that incredible comeback. But and that got crazy too. I mean, some girl got shot in the face with a pellet gun, died, and you Jesus, know, I remember that. another person got run over. Not by us. Um, <laughs> but did you shoot her? With shit a got gun? real, man. I remember my dad calling me and being like, "My dad gets really serious at times. You know, he's really, really funny dude. But he he called me every now and then, and it's like he's watching the news and he calls me and he's just like, Ramon." Do not go to Lansdowne Street. Do not go to Fenway Park. Call me and confirm you got this message. 
I was like, God, Dad, no, we just hung out. And meanwhile, I was like, you know, my buddy Alex was like swinging from a pole, some picture, and like, you know, it turns out Alex, Alex uh, is another great friend of mine that I, uh, you know, work on some music with. He, I remember him, he kind of had the same situation with his dad, and his dad was like, yeah, don't go over there. And basically, there's a picture of Alex on that pole in the Boston Herald that his dad saw the next day. And he was like, his dad would be very like, hey, so what'd you do last night? You know, and he was like, oh, you know, the Red Sox won, and, you know, uh, we just kind of hung in, and the people were riding. He was like, yeah, so what was, why am I seeing your picture in the Boston Herald this morning? <laughs> Dude just got in so much shit. But anyway, all right. So now, so that's that's basically freshman year. We had good times. We 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 you know like to drink a little bit and and do some things. But we were we were I I, I think it wasn't we were, a little bit, man. We, yeah, we drank a lot. But I think that we were we were good kids. We we you know worked hard and we did our thing or whatever. But we you know we had we had we had some fun. Now we we went to sophomore year. Now this is when oh, I'm sorry. Do you have do you want? To, I have a point. How long have we been going, Kev? Oh, wow. All right. So we'll cut my topic out. No, we can break it in two. Just Just break it in two. Why not? We can shelve one of ours. This is boring. No, this is amazing. This is fun. (laughs) I'm saying. Did you get my text? No. I literally just texted you saying, should we split this in two? Give me a pound there, best friend. I'm saying maybe we should stop now and then we pick up with sophomore year. Next. There you go. Sophomore year, Colin. Tell me some. All right. So so sophomore year is when Ramon and I and then Chris and Kevin got really, really close. We all lived together. So in. Our freshman dorm, we all li- like I lived with you know random person. Chris lived with random people. Ramon lived with random people, and Kevin lived with random people. We were just all on the same floor. So this was when we all lived together. Now I'll introduce you to some cast of some characters here. This is our this is our buddy Chris. Uh, now <laughs> which number photo is this? Uh, this is photo number. Let's see, twenty five. Twenty five. And Chris, uh, like me, is from Long Island. If you're One listening, the- <laughs> Chris is laying in a in a bed, maybe passed out, maybe on the phone, and maybe this could have very well been the same night that he pissed in his closet. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, a, is, that a, is that a flip phone or is oh, yeah. that that's a not flip phone. a flip phone? No, that's a flip phone. And also, can we describe his pants for a second? They're velour. They are velour <laughs> sweatpants, and it I mean, is. I mean, Sopranos were hot back then. My he God. definitely was getting that. He Sopranos looks toasty. Vibe. So we were. So he, this is just introducing you to some cast of some of the characters here. So this is our buddy Chris, and then we go. And so this this next picture is twenty six. Now Chris had a had a, a traumatic experience in the summer of two thousand four uh, with a fire, a campfire. Uh, do you want to tell? This? Yeah, I think uh, he was—he was in the Outer Banks, I think, in North Carolina, and you know they had uh, a beach fire going. And you know, Chris—if you know—if anyone knows Chris, I mean, he—he he absolutely loves the beach. He's from you know out in the Hamptons, and but anyway, we're going he, to the Hamptons. Yeah, retreat to the Hamptons. <laughs> um, but uh, he got involved. You know, they were just doing like a beach fire, and you know, he went to go put it out, and, and basically. <laughs> basically caught on fire i don't know how exactly it how, happened. how the hell does you that happen to, i mean i think there was like some sort of wind involved maybe he had uh, fucking lighter okay. fluid all over him i mean i don't know how his, <laughs> his back caught on fire yeah, this but, looks pretty but bad. basically he yeah he caught on fire his dad had to like tackle him and like roll him around the beach and it was pretty traumatic for him and luckily you know, it didn't go to his head or like burn any of his hair off or anything like that. <laughs> but like, you know, for listeners on the thing, it's Ramon rubbing Chris's back. Is it Chris, right? Yeah, it's Chris. Chris's back. Yeah. And so, you can see the skin is gone. So he shows up that. to us. The one that was calling. So, this is crazy. <laughs> so he shows up uh, first day, move in day. We all. Yeah, I remember I, I moved in a day earlier and I woke up to three motherfuckers moving in. You had like your dad with you and like, you know, Chris was with his parents and everything. And. Um, 
you know, I, I've, I, of course, did the, the scumbag move and, like, already, like, set up my, my bed, like, in the corner <laughs> spot, like, next, like, under the cool shelf and everything. Cool <laughs> shelf. But anyway, the Chris shows up and then he's just like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, I got to show you something. He, like, he takes his shirt off and we're all just like, what the fuck happened to your back? <laughs> and it looked like, I don't even know, like, it looked like a whole bunch of skin is missing. <laughs> yeah, like, Where's all your skin? And he was like, I uh, he took it off because he's like, I need you guys to uh, to lotion my back. And we were like, lotion your back? We're not doing that. And he's like, come on, guys, I I can't do it myself. So then basically, like, we had to take turns. We had a, we had a rotation more or less. How long? It was just basically. I mean, that's that might have been a good few weeks. Yeah. Before um, you click away, there's a lot I want to unpack about yeah. the background here. Okay. I love the Keystone Lights. Yeah. I love the Maxim calendar. September 2004. I had that same calendar. I forget who's the girl. She's. I want to say Allie something. I don't know. Whatever. I love the compact PC there. The VCR hooked up there. You guys had. You were ready. You were fucking living high. Mm. Living high. Uh, but yeah, we we were on a pretty much a we were on a pretty much a rotation, um, and I was kind of like, at that time, like. You know, Kevin was like, let me get a picture of you lotioning. And I was like, dude, don't take a fucking picture. And I was like getting all like just conscious about it, like being a, you know, stupid kid. Being a kid. young, dumb kid, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to touch to the guy's I'm gonna, back. I'm going to jump. And then, of course, that was like just like a candid shot of me doing it. I'm going to jump forward a couple pictures so we can go move a little quicker. 20, what was it? So this is 30. Okay, This 30. is Ramon. I was dressed as Uncle Jesse. Now you really look like Drake. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. So this what, is Ramon so hanging what, out. What's what? going on with your... Your chin. Your I was chin. dressed as got a white, well, no, got a I, white yeah, stuff I had, on your chin. I had just, uh, contrary to what maybe that looks like, uh, it very I, much I, looks like Drake. I just uh, taken a shot from an ice luge, and it was ah. like you know I was probably almost choking, and then they they caught a shot of me <laughs> uh, with beer all in my face. But if you look at that, where, the way I'm dressed, uh, you can't really see it. My shirt says uh, Jesse and the Rippers, nice. and I was dressed as Uncle Jesse uh, for that Halloween. So that's picture thirty, and then thirty one is what, so these are a couple of girls that we met that we knew. You can and barely then, see the girl in the back. <laughs> yeah, this is these are our, two of our friends from college, and then this is you know me you. and and and. It's Ramon. another selfie like shot. Now Ramon has listening. his Defto, a Deftone shirt on here, and I have a three eleven shirt on here, my grass shirt uh, that I still wear you know from time to time. So uh, that was happening, and then so if we if we so this is kind of going through sophomore year. Uh, this is another thirty two. I feel like we have eight million pictures. <laughs> picture thirty two so is Chris. Uh, Chris just Chris, knocked the fuck out. Chris just passed out. Thirty two. Thirty two a. Uh, picture of Ramon getting Jesse mad and the Ripper shirt. Getting, getting yeah, well, Kevin. That was that was a night of. So now you can see the Jesse and the Ripper shirt. That was me coming home, probably absolutely almost blackout drunk. <laughs> and Kevin, Kevin is, you know, one of our best friends. But Kevin just knows how to push anyone's buttons. I think, and um, he really loved pushing mine. And you know, we, if you can tell, like that was just like, you can see the rage in, in my face. In my face. I think after that, I think I'm wrestling him or something. There's probably a shot of me wrestling him or something. I think after that, 32B. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's I think that's in Kevin. Man, I was on top of Kevin's man. bed at this point. I don't know why. Kevin. And, yeah. Just like for the listeners at home, imagine like the just token college guy in college room. He's in a tie dye shirt. He's got on the background a Bob Marley silk, one of those silk like flags, <laughs> a Grateful Dead silk flag, and then yeah, Rolling Rock PBR <laughs> things on the wall. Kevin. Um, is he coming to play NHL? Yeah, he is. Kevin. The next talk. shot I think was 33. me passed out. <laughs> after, luckily night. enough, I... <laughs> I fell asleep in my bed there, just how disheveled it is. That's a good show, just like having broke ass sheets and you yeah. know. But a hodgepodge uh, just to make it you work. Know, you have a sheet covering your window. Yeah, I got wires hanging from the wall. 
hanging from the wall and everything. But like, I was looking at that before, thinking like, man, like how the hell did I just pass out like that in my bed? Like, didn't even like get under the covers. You're getting bad. Like, you take your pants side. off. I'm about to like fall into my guitar there. And, you know, of course, Chris is... I'm pretty sure Chris drew, like, a penis or, yeah. you know, mostly. There's you know, a dick coming somewhere. And it was with, like, green well, marker, and he drew day. all of my Everywhere. face. Mm-hmm. So that's 33. Now, now we're going to jump forward to, like, junior year and then get into the kind of senior year as well. So um, this is introducing another character, which is our, our friend Pablo. Now, oh, my God. Oh, I've heard so much about Pablo. Pablo. Now, our friend Pablo is a really, really good buddy of ours. Really, like, gregarious, funny, I was expecting Pablo to be smaller than Ramon. I just saw him. I just saw him in Boston for the first time in seven and a half years. But this is us at a party. I'm wearing my Yankee. And so... So this is the, where the new Yankee hat was introduced, mm. and I'm wearing my dread shirt. Now we now this is when I'm moving into my dredge, more cerebral moment. You know, my yeah. more cerebral moment in college. There's Ramon, and this is our, our friend Pablo, who's a, an important character in, in the stories. Uh, in the I want to say years. we were at some sort of like beached, yeah, theme beach theme party, party or which was like supposed to be like ironic that. because it's Boston, and. Uh, and then wow. this is just they a kind did, of they had a lot of that going on in college. This back is a, then. a shot of me and my friend Abby's uh, <laughs> drinking a Bud Light, my Yankee hat. This is when I used to my what number. My this is this is picture that old picture was thirty four, and this is picture thirty five. Gotcha. Um, it looks like this is Ramon's eyeball. Now uh, <laughs> this is yeah. We used to hang out at this at this girl's house. She's a really good friend of ours. We used to hang out at her apartment. Like she had the same apartment I think for all four years. And we but to, it really was a lot of weed smoking. Yeah. At oh that yeah. Point. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can tell by your hair. I mean, like, you were <laughs> smoking weed day in and day out at this point. Yeah, your hair isn't, I mean, your really hair isn't I mean, doing like, the fro thing. Your hair is doing the, like, a longer kick out on the side thing. Day and in and day out. It like, looks like you're trying to pull your life together. Like, yeah. You're getting a weird bar, Billy Crystal vibe. Just on fucking, you know, meanwhile, you probably had the underneath your clothes. So you probably just, like, you know, unraveled the rest of your clothes. <laughs> we were comic book characters. By, like, this point in college, everyone was a comic book character. Uh, Pablo, for I mean, for sure. I mean, if you if you even go back to that picture of Pablo, you know, uh, I mean, you've talked about you wrote you wrote a treatment back then about eighty the Fenway. Yeah. Eighty the Fenway was the apartment that I lived in with our buddy Dave and this guy Mitch and this guy Muffalo Joe and this guy M- Gavin. Muffalo Joe. This what guy, is Mu- tell us the story, of Muffalo I Joe? I don't know how deep you want to get into these. Yeah, these no, I, I can't. Yeah, I can't get too far. I, I don't in, think Muffalo is his given name. I don't know no, if we're no, going to be able to track him. But down. Uh, you know, everyone was a character. The one guy we had this one roommate. I can probably say his name because who knows if he even ever existed. Oh, Gavin. Um, because <laughs> because he just was a guy that showed up, and I guess he lived at his girlfriend's place and. I think I saw him once, but he he had like shared a, room. a split room with Dave Smith, who was like such a ladies' man, perpetually bringing in girls, like just constantly. And but like he more or less had his own room because he shared it with this mysterious dude Gavin that no one knew about. So he separated the room with sheet a piece of sheetrock that he went to Home Depot and bought, and then just put sheetrock in the middle of the room and then made his own room. But yeah, Pablo. Yeah, Pablo <laughs> that, had that Pablo was comical. I mean, I can get into so many great things. I mean, one of the things we were talking about last night is like you know Pablo is uh, a sous chef now, and I think at that point he had gone to culinary school. I think maybe in high school, but there were definitely times where. You know, he would make these great dinners, but then, like, never clean up for, like, two months from the dinner. <laughs> so, like, and then one of them included him gutting a fish. And, like, he would just, like, throw the guts out the window <laughs> as, he was co- as, as he was prepping it. <laughs> like, just throw it out the window. And then, like, I remember for Martin Luther King Day one year, he made, like, this big, like, soul food feast. And that didn't get cleaned up until, like, the middle of March. <laughs> And, you know, it was, like, mac and cheese and, like, rib remnants 
everywhere and like rats in the stove. You know, it was pretty bad. Um, so if we move 30. on to picture thirty six, that's that's this is just us at that same party. That's Muffalo Joe, actually. Yeah, we're gonna blur him out. <laughs> Damn we're gonna blur everyone else out. We're blowing all the fun out of this. Yeah, I can't one. be blowing off spots. Got, yeah, sorry. Yeah, about that. you can't. You gotta. We, oh. I just we don't talk to some of these people anymore. You know, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's some people getting nasty in the back. Yeah, yeah. All, nasty. There's just ladies there, there. No, that's the beginning of getting nasty. Okay. Right? okay. So this is picture 37, and this is me on my 21st birthday, yeah. and that's the no. end of getting nasty. That's the end of everyone's 21st birthday, right there. I had a, you can't tell here, but I had a mohawk to- at this point. And uh, yeah, this is in my friend Aaron's apartment. Um, we had a great time, and I, I, uh, what did we do? We, was we, I there? Yeah, I, think I had so. to. Have been. Yeah, you, it, like Mike came up from Long Island. We, we we had a bunch of brownies and stuff like that, and then I I drank and and you know, cartooned it up too much. Um, so uh, <laughs> that's that's picture thirty seven. Now now we're gonna move more into like the end of college. Now this is this the picture thirty eight is me in a hotel. <laughs> that's you. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Why do you look like a golden girl? Colin has the covers <laughs> up to his chin and has a maniacal, out of his mind laugh look on his face. So no doubt we're just completely fucked up at this point. We, this is us in Memphis, yeah, uh, at three eleven day in two thousand six. So yes, they're fucked up. Uh, and we were just having, we were just having a great time. We drove from Boston down to Memphis, which is a like we didn't drive. drive. We didn't. We just we sat in the back. were complete, utter nonsense in the back seat because you didn't have a license. I didn't drive stick, and we were just kind of like, take us to Memphis, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, that was a great trip with our friends Jay and Gus. Um, this is picture this, picture 39 is R- Ramon. Uh, this, da- awesome. this date's a year off here. It should be 2006, but this is Ramon as Razor, Razor Ramon, Ramon. Um, for Halloween. This is he's our, got the Intercontinental our ch- title on, no shirt. He's got the vest. He's got the gold chains. He's got elbow pads. He's re- he's repurposed the Uncle Jesse wig. <laughs> no, no, that's, that was a new one. That was a new one specifically for that. I ended up repurposing that when I was John Oates. I ended up cutting the Razor Ramon wig to become John Oates of Paul Oates. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, 39, picture 40 is, this is a group of our friends here. Um, this is when we were either seniors or juniors, depending on who you're talking about. Now, that picture. photo of you, Colin, looks like you time-traveled for modern day to go party with these yeah. people. That's, a, that's like a Colin <laughs> face. That's just how you look. Your hair is all buzz short. So these are just our our good friends here, and this is this is and I was telling Ramon that I remember this party clearly. This was like one of the last ragers I had ever gone to before yeah. I left Northeastern. This, this, this was like Kevin's part, apartment. This, yeah, this was at Kevin's apartment, like the, his last apartment. He lived with some of our friends, and this party was like insane. I I, I like really remember this party well. Yeah. Um. And uh, just a really good time had by all. Just a really good, like you know nice time. Uh, this is me with my friend Chris, who's the one with the, the back problems or whatever that night. Uh, this is yeah. <laughs> so this problems. is picture. This is picture forty one. Um. And uh, we were just hanging out. And then I'm going to jump forward because there's just some more party pictures. 45 is me and Ramon playing beer pong. Uh, Who's this guy in the back? Do we remember him? Some dude. Yeah, I remember him. I don't. You remember him? I remember him. Like, they were friends. He was friends with some of those guys or whatever. And then this is a. I love this picture. This is picture 46. This is. So this is the four of us as seniors. Um, Like, we all met when we were freshmen. And this is all of us, like, when we were. And this is actually. Through all the years, this is the only pic we have of the four of us. Yeah, like there's definitely more, um, but I don't know where they. I mean, are. and even all these pictures, these were from, you know, Kevin's camera and Chris's camera. I, I didn't have a digital camera back then, but I would take all their pictures, and then eventually all their hard drives got fried or the computers mm-hmm. got messed up, and somehow I'm the only one now that has any of these pictures. I mean, some of these, like this one, for instance, like this is after the you know 2005 when you know you started people really started uploading mm-hmm. pictures on Facebook, um, but before that, like. There's pretty pretty much no record of any of it. Yeah, it's, and, it's unfortunate. I mean, there's definitely this a, is a, a lot of other times that got lost because of people's hard drives. Going yeah, absolutely. Out or whatever. This picture is awesome, though. Like, I, I love this. I love this picture because it's just you can see how much older we are here than we were when we were 
18. We're 22 here. I feel like that don't even look like that anymore. <laughs> and no. then uh, this no, is don't. 40 picture 46A is uh, just a classic Ramon picture. Of what is beer, beer spilt on the floor? Oh, I this thought he, I couldn't he, tell if he was vomiting. Yeah, He's, I don't. I don't remember a spill exactly. Spill on the ground. His I think he's probably just joking around. Yeah, dance floor. Beer. Yeah, you know. Maybe Ramon will tell you one day about the story about when he pissed in someone's kitchen during a party. That was fun. Uh, what? Oh yeah, no. Oh, you're like, why are you saying that? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh no, that was that was be, that was before that was before college. Yeah, that was before I met Colin. So doesn't count. Got it. Uh, so uh, just a couple more pictures. So this is like right around when we were leaving. Forty-two. Uh, this is Ramon and I doing. So this is when I already had my tattoos and stuff. This is when Ramon and I were doing um, karaoke. Uh, we would do often do Hall and Oates was kind of our joint. Yeah, and, but that I was man eater. I think. We were but doing. I I I, uh, I was look like I'm singing hate breed here. Yeah, you look like you are definitely in a New York hardcore band <laughs> with uh, you know your tattoos and you know your stance that you got going on. Got stage presence, Colin. Don't and uh, yeah, and then 44 is just more of that of the same. Like I was having fun. This was like literally right before I left. Yeah, because um, that was at the point when we were old enough to actually start frequenting yeah bars. this is yeah this is at a bar called our house that we used to hang out with that i think i was like is near connor's it was like a little bit step up from connor's and then uh this these last two pictures are when we i lived with pablo 47. now this is a great picture here of ramon <laughs> this is this was us split screening mario 3 and porn now you can see here on the left that we're on mario 3 this looks like world 2 and here is some outdoor porn scene that we were watching. But yeah, hold on. And, yeah, is there any some nudity that, there? Or I can't. From tell. the side, I thought it was Donkey Kong Country, and then when you said porn, I was like, "Wait, but what?" Yeah, so this is this is pornographic. I can't really make it out, but I took. The, I remember taking this picture because thinking this was one of the funniest things we'd ever done, because we were like obsessed with playing Mario Three, but we also wanted to watch this well, porn. So we were we were the backstory <laughs> of this apartment, though, dude. This is when you lived underneath the stairs of, pa- of yeah, Pablo's so, apartment. So all right, so this is an interesting story. When I graduated college. Uh, I had still lived, so I graduated in May of 2007, and I didn't leave until July of 2007. I didn't get my job offer until June of 2007. So Pablo had this great space, a really great apartment we used to congregate at after we lived after Fenway, and um, this was across the fence. And uh, I moved in for $200 a month, and just they had like this this like hallway with like a space under a staircase or something like yeah. that, and I just put all my shit there, and then would just sleep underneath the staircase or on the couch. You talking about boxing a room out? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> this was constant yeah like it, it was it was so we you couldn't even box it out i mean that was the it thing just like, was. it was it insane was just... like like i like because the space was literally the size of this table and we would all sit in there like indian style and smoke and then like you couldn't even like you couldn't breathe like you eventually had to get out of the room like it wasn't even fun yeah like there were times where i would come <laughs> over and like i would just be going to hang out with pablo and his roommate not knowing you were there and you would just like just come out of that room <laughs> And there'd be smoke. <laughs> you're just like, hey, what's up, guys? You know, like, looking like you're coming from the I'm fucking like, future. And then you would, smoke and then all you around would, like, you. You would like go to the bathroom, and I think one time you like you just like went right back in, and you were just like, I'm fucking sleeping. Fuck, I'm not hanging out. And this final picture before I get to a, a modern day picture of us is uh, is uh, Ramon sleeping. This picture is That's number the same night, I would say. Yeah, it probably is. This is Ramon. And uh, the reason I wanted to show you this picture is because our buddy Chris that we saw before used to bust Ramon's balls about this particular outfit all the time because of the vertical and horizontal stripes, which used to drive him nuts. <laughs> Rightfully so. I mean, horizontal polo, vertical like really, stripes. What am, I, what am I wearing there? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And then I just want to show a final picture of me, Ramon, and Chris at a Jets game two years ago. So this is us, uh, us a little older now. Grown ass man, yeah, having a good, that's, a great that's time. That's pre-beard, I guess. And that's before I uh, decided to get crazy, make some good life choices, to be a man, Hogan. Mm. Anyway, so that's basically. Macho man. I mean, that's just basically a little tour through Ramon and my 
relationship at Northeastern. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Mm. Um, you know, there's a lot of untold stories, a lot of, you know, but basically we had a good time. Yeah, I, I, we could tell. I think that we were, I think that, you know, I, and I don't know if you agree with this, Ramon, but I think that we were, we were good kids. And I think that we just had, you know, a good time. You know, we weren't yeah, doing yeah. anything wrong. We never hurt anyone. Like we never... Did Except it, we for the went kid to, that you ran over in your yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Near us. Um, no, we apologize. Uh, yeah, that was poorly put. Uh, <laughs> but we, uh, we, <laughs> but we had a, we had a good time. Like we never hurt anyone. We went to school. Everyone's doing well now, and and we went to our classes. Everyone has great jobs now and stuff like that. But it was just a really good. I look back very fondly on those days, and and uh, you know, we were comic book characters. But like, what I realized is that everyone in college was kind of a comic book character. Like when you you want to party and you want to have fun and you want to be a stoner, you want to be, you know, you want yeah. to drink whatever. And that's what we did. And we, and we had a good time, but we were, we were good natured. And that, that was what I loved the most about it. It was like, all these guys were good natured and, and kind dudes that we hung out with and, and uh, yeah, we really had up. each other's backs and stuff like that. And I, that, yeah, we really did have a good solid group of friends, you know, yeah. um, that we're still friends with today. A lot of these guys. So, yeah, I mean, I remember you saying that freshman year, you, you say that, you know, your sisters were always telling you this, you know, like you're going to kind of meet the friends that, you know, or a majority of your friends you're going to meet in college and you probably will stay with friends with them, you know, for the rest of your life. I mean, yeah. hope you would hope that, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it, it, it depends, you know, it's all situational, but yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I with think the exception I, of a couple of guys that I know from, from Long Island. So like, I don't really talk to anyone from high school. Uh, I talk to a lot of people from college. So, um, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that was a little tour through our friendship and I hope it illuminated you a little bit as to where Colin comes from. Um, <laughs> And uh, maybe we're here some of his own psychoses. We talk about Greg's uh, Greg's mentally ill mind, but it's really funny. I mean, honestly, looking at <laughs> looking at those pictures of you makes no sense to where you're at now. I would have never, never. I don't see that. I don't but see that's just the how it is, progression. Man. Exactly. No, I, I guess that's that. how it always is. You look. Well, back you got to remember. I mean that um, that picture. If you can go back to that picture, the um, the one that really just shows your bedroom at the time. You know, that really was Colin in a nutshell because really it's number I'm sorry, number 15. His time was divided amongst playing video games and school and putting hats in other hats. (laughs) Yeah, that too. But, you know, he was staying up till all hours at that time. You know, like I said before, I was talking about like I remember what was it like? Was it Sonic Heroes? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Sonic um, fucking heroes. Yeah, like you. No, but I remember that was a big deal at the time because it was just like so much work that you had to put into it. Meanwhile, you're doing college. Meanwhile, like you got people like me on the floor being like, "Hey, you want to go smoke weed and like go hang out? You want to come to this party?" And like, you know. Meanwhile, you're trying to get actual work done that would lead to you ultimately doing what you've been doing yeah. over the last, you know, what is it, eight years now? Seven, you know, eight nine years now. Even you know, when was that from? Two thousand three. Yeah, yeah. No, so, no it was like twelve years, but. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about you at IGN. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, a year before that is when I started writing for them. But, yeah, it was – and this is why I think this is instructive is, like, when you're in college, like, you know, have fun but find that balance. And I think that's what we all found. I think we all found that balance. I don't think that, like, none of us – the funny thing about all these pictures is you always hear about kids washing out of school or not graduating is that the story is that all of us met that freshman year and all of us graduated. You know, on time yeah. and like got good jobs and stuff like that. We all found that balance. We all had a good time, but we all did our schoolwork. And I really encourage people to like take school seriously, but don't take it too seriously where you're not having a good time too. But definitely put one foot in front of the other every day. Get your work done. Yeah. Go to go to class. Don't skip class or whatever. But then you can go go and work and make some money, or you can go, you know, party with your friends, or whatever, and, and have a good time and do what you need to do. And 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 also not a re- you know you don't have to 
drink or smoke to have a good time. You can do that without those substances that you want. But, you know, yeah, uh, you often found uh, at least, uh, <laughs> amongst these group of clowns that um, that were terrible influence on me that uh, it was, you know, that's what that's, you know, some of the things we did. But you don't have to do those things. And, and so I think that it's it's a it was a good story of of fun and also of success. I mean, the one the one thing I know you, you mentioned this in a previous episode about, you know, the great thing about Kevin and Chris and myself and you, we all weren't in any classes together. We just kind of formed this bond that is was totally non-related to anything that we were studying. I mean, we all had our separate groups of friends, you know, like I had the music kids and, you know, Kevin, you know, was doing engineering and, you know, Chris had his lacrosse and, uh, you know, architecture, you know, dudes. And, you know, you had people from your history program and everything that like, everything was separate and I feel like you know it really just shows you that sometimes you find common bonds in many places that you're not even looking yeah absolutely that makes any sense yeah it's and that's why when I went to Northeastern one before Connor Larkin's meet and greet I was sad you know and I was texting these guys I was texting the four the three of them we were texting back and forth I was texting pictures and stuff and I'm like I'm nostalgic I'm happy to be back here but I'm filled with a profound sadness you know because like we really will never get these days back ever again like we'll never be able to do this again you know and walking around that place and, and having memories and walking in front of our dorms and seeing yeah I, I remember like you know where Kevin used to sit when he would smoke cigarettes in front I remember like yeah. th- this that and the other thing that happened in Willis when people you know people Ari would knock on the door and people would be throwing their fucking beer bottles out of the window and, and shit like that <laughs> like I remember like all these things that were happening and it's like man like there's a it, it sounded at the time it was so scary but it was really innocent and it 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 is of a place in time that you will just only be able to remember you will never be able to relive it you know and uh that's why I'm like that's why I always encourage people I'm like go to college and go away to college you know what I mean yeah like we didn't have anyone but each other that was like that was the real big thing is like we had no one but each other and mm-hmm. that's why we we formed this great bond with each other and yeah, so I'm glad to give people a little glimpse in a younger Colin. I thought I thought it would, and Ramon, of course, I thought it would give people, you know, people would get a kick out of that because we all come from these kind of more humble and silly roots, I think. And even though I have like this more serious demeanor on the internet sometimes, like I partied <laughs> with the rest of them, you know what I mean? And had a good time with Work the rest hard, of them. Work hard, play hard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So totally. there, that's it. That's, uh, that's that. Hope you Ramon. Hello. What's your topic? My topic is, um, I've been thinking a lot lately, and, and this does tie into actually my relationship with Colin as well. And when we were kids, how obsessed we were with the band 311. And but what the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I feel like in this day and age, everything is maybe things are oversaturated where you have too much access to movies and shows and music was you know with spotify for instance and because there's just so much access to everything is it harder to really develop like true favorites and true obsessions Mm. um i mean it it depends on you know how you look at it i guess and it maybe it it could be because we're older and you know maybe it's an attention span thing i mean I, i often think that a lot for me at least um but i feel like you know, I use 311 as a as a reference because back then when we were kids, you know, it was an event to go to the record store, you know, when Sound System came out or Transistor came out. Sure. And you had that record for, you know, 
maybe a month and a half, two months before you got enough money to get anything else. And that was all you could listen to, you know, aside from, you know, whatever else you already were listening to. Like, it, you didn't have this access to just be like, all right, cool, I listened to the new 311 record now. Now I'm going to go listen to, you know, new Future Islands record. or I'm gonna, You know, like, you're just going to bounce around constantly. Um, and I, fi- I find that that happens a lot, uh, at least with me in movies. Um, you know, I feel like in the last few years, I haven't seen many movies multiple times. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like the other day I watched Whiplash and I watched Theory of Everything. And a week before that I was watching Birdman. And I actually started thinking like, I mean, primarily because, you know, I got a couple of those on demand. And I started thinking like, when am I going to, when am I going to sit down and, and watch this again? You know, and like, it, it might just be the fact that I'm an adult and I don't have that much time with it as you used to, you know, like don't have time to watch Ace Ventura, you know, 50 <laughs> times. You know, yeah. Um, I'm just curious as to no. I totally understand. You guys agree with that? Colin talks about all the time, right? Where he there's that order of operations and what you like. You know what I mean? Colin would like maybe to read comics or give them another chance or whatever, but he just has all this other stuff to go. And it's the same thing. You know, he's telling Colin today on Colin and Greg Live. He's like, "Oh, you got to watch The Good Wife." And I'm like, "I will never watch The Good Wife." And not because I have anything against The Good Wife, just because hours of the day and what I want to do, like I can't make the time to watch the Flash TV show because I just don't appreciate television programming that way. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like. I put stuff on the TV to watch while I eat. And if I'm not eating and I want to be entertained, I play video games. And if I'm not in the mood to play a video game, then I will read a comp. You know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. like, there's all these different conduits to what you want to do. And so, yeah, to be like, you know, what do you care about? Like, to think about, like, you know, Breaking Bad is an example of this thing that was ending and became this cultural, everybody was going to watch it and talk about it and do it and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, those things don't happen anymore. You know what I mean? Like, no. they're like you don't. We don't wake up the next day and everyone goes and talks about the same show or every, you know Monday after a weekend everybody talks about the same movie anymore. Yeah. Movies are so hard to get people to go see. I'm one of them, right? Like I don't want to go see movies. I'd want to see them on my TV if you put them on demand. But even then, it's gonna be that rare occasion where I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll give two hours to this. Yeah. You know what I mean, Greg. So you looked at the calendar. Yeah. Earlier. Yeah. Did you did you do the math on that? I did. You, but I screwed it up. That's no the problem. This works perfectly. No. Y- yeah. Okay. What are you gonna say? On Wednesday. Yeah. Which is three eleven day uh-huh. is when this episode goes live. No, we lost a week of our life to GDC and PAX. Aren't we ahead of, ahead ahead of a week? Today is today is the tenth. I oh, keep doing. I really? keep doing this too. I misnumbered a whole calendar Fuck. in my bedroom, thinking that it. it was like GDC and PAX totally fucked up our sense of time. It oh. is way later. I I have not filed my taxes. There are many problems afoot. <laughs> Man, yeah, my watch. Remember when you said my date was right? It's not. <laughs> Damn, how awesome would it be if this episode was? That's what I was came out. That's totally what I thought was about Fuck. to happen too, and then I got all so close, crestfallen. Wait, so we would we would release this on a Wednesday? This yeah, episode, we yeah. broke your this topic into one. two. So this will go live. Oh on the right, 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 right. I see. I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Anyway, back on topic. Tim, yeah, you don't. You have no attention span. You yeah, have well, YouTube. I mean, no, that's the thing. Is like, I feel like a lot of people would say that you know these days people have no attention spans. YouTube, thirty second videos, and there's so much being thrown at you. That's all extremely true. I just think that the way you consume it's different, and it's there's a responsibility that you have to put on yourself now if you want to engage with the right content. There's just so much out there that you need to put in the time to find the stuff you want. And then engage with it. Like back then, there was the tentpole albums that came out, tentpole movies, tentpole whatever that you had to see or consume, however. So, and you'd play one video game for six months over and over and over and over, you know? Yeah. Or you'd listen to one album or or watch a movie, whatever. But I feel like now it's like, and this has been from probably 
whenever Napster came along. So 2002, 2000, early 99, 2000, whatever. Yeah. yeah, invented at Northeastern. From then <laughs> onwards, like I feel like that was really the beginning of go and find what you want. It's no yeah. longer people telling you what you're supposed to listen to. Like that was the end of the you know Britney Spears in sync and all that stuff, which is like, hey, you're supposed to listen to this, and it became more of the like that was still happening. Like you know, Cisco's thong song was still playing. <laughs> yeah, Cisco, what up, Cisco? But um, Cisco I know he, I know he's listening and watching to this. But you could go out and listen to what you wanted. Like if you liked that, you can get it. But if you wanted something else, you could find that, and you can just find more. And I feel mm-hmm. like now it's kind of on you to search Netflix. You know, and it's like I feel like Netflix. We've talked about this a million times. No one watched documentaries. Now everyone watches documentaries based on things that they like, and like you can kind of find your own niche. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wherever you want. And it's but then how it's harder deep to down unify. that hole yeah, you go. But then you, and then you have to find a way to unify that. And that's what Colin and I were talking about with PAX, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you too. On the, on the ride home, I'm just like, PAX is great. But would we go to PAX? And we were questioning that. And it's like, well, we're not that audience, right? We are the guys who wake up every day and talk to their best friends every day about something. Whereas yeah. if I was a video game person in Chicago and I was still my old group of friends, mm-hmm. I would crave something like PAX to go there and be a part of it. Yeah. But I remember like when, you know, the Green Album for Weezer came out. And that mm-hmm. was uh, after, what, five years? After yeah. Pinkerton or whatever? And what an event it was to go get that at midnight, be in line with other Weezer fans I'd never met and talk to them. And, yeah. and now, right, I just pre-order it on iTunes one day, it pops on my but phone. See, I'm like, oh, great. I, I just think it's different. <laughs> like, it will never be like that. And that was something that was very special. But I feel like nowadays it's, it is like that when an, an album drops. Like, I remember when Watch the Throne came out, uh, Kanye and Jay-Z, mm-hmm. Twitter blew up, right? And that album came out at one time worldwide. And everyone was listening to it at the same time. And you could see it's like everyone was on track three at the same time. Everyone was on, you know, and, and of course that is just that one experience. Yeah. But like that still exists. It's a whole new sure, experience. That's true, that's true. And that, that was interesting. But when you go super niche and you get into these like super underground people, you find the communities. So it, it is kind of like packs where it's like, you know, they're not the mainstream motherfuckers where it's like everyone's talking about Britney Spears. This is these people are talking about whatever indie game it is or whatever indie movie or indie like album like music album the communities mm-hmm. definitely feel smaller it's it's a smaller but it's more focused so it's like you actually give a shit about what these people are saying and sure. of there's less people talk i mean it's just like the whole thing we've talked about a million times with ign versus kind of funny what i'm just I'm, i know where you're going i was, no, I was yeah. mugging to the camera the, the, IGN, versus, the ign versus kind of funny thing it's like <laughs> we gave up millions podcast. of people for the smaller reach of people that really freaking care mm-hmm. and it's like it's the same thing with any of that where it's like now it's smaller audiences but when you ask them a question, they'll have something valuable to say to you instead yeah. of just, I don't, I don't even know where I was going with that. Sure. But you know what I mean. I hear you. No, you're right. That's the point. But yeah, it's just that, I don't know. It, seemed, it felt like there was bigger things for bigger groups of people before. Yeah. It's not splintered off in all these different things, which make it impossible to keep up with everything. Mm-hmm. I can't keep up with DC Comics, let alone Marvel Comics. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's, the, that's the difference. But yeah, even going back to what I was saying originally is that for me, it's turning into something where, you know, I've often said... Uh, in the last couple of years about, you know, people, people ask me, you know, what are your, what are your favorite bands? What are your favorite artists? You know, I, I actually have a hard time saying it. And I, I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, the amount of time I spent listening to that artist or band. And I've been saying as of late, I think if, if it's something that I've been listening to for, you know, say 20 years, then maybe I'll know if that was truly something that I can say that was my all time favorite, you know, because mm-hmm. it stood the test of time, at least for me. Um, but I'm definitely finding it harder nowadays, like I said, just because of the fact that I do have access to so much stuff, mm-hmm. and I can't really 
get into it the way I would want to. And I mean, I, there's definitely an overload, and it, it is hard. Like Even for my favorite artists that, like, back in the day, I would listen to their one album for – and I'm talking post-Napster and stuff, where it was the niche thing, where it's like, oh, I found these people I like, and I'm going to listen to their album a million times. Mm-hmm. When they put out new stuff, yes, there is that moment where we're all on the internet talking about it, and we're all super excited about it. Then I listen to it more and more, but it's like I don't engage with the album the same way that I used to, even though it's the same thing. Like, I'm still weighted – years for this to come out but then it reaches a point where it's so easy to just on your iphone or, or yeah. ipod or whatever it is just click next go to some you have ten thousand albums on you at any given time there's you don't need to think about i can only put 20 songs on this cd yeah which songs yeah. am i gonna yeah. put on this i'm gonna go to grow with this and it's like i remember in high school making mix cd after mix cd where it's like 90 percent of the cd <laughs> was the same songs yeah. but then like five of them would get switched out and then if you were to look at mix cd one and mix cd 20 at mm-hmm. the end, there were completely different songs. There's a prog- progression of like right. things, you know, making the cut and coming back in and all that stuff. That's definitely gone. But you know, I've always had music ADD where it's really hard for me unless I'm listening to an album front to back, which I just I do all the time. I will just listen to like half a song. It's like I only want to hear this first, and I'll just keep skipping. Interesting. Like till next song, next song, next song. And now it's so easy to do that. Yeah. And it's just especially you put your shit on shuffle and just keep hitting next. It's hard. Well, even the other day, you know, a great uh, musician friend of mine, he works for Apple. And he recently, while he was working, you know, he's, you know, one of the, you know, he's part of the genius department. And while he was working. He works in the genius department? God, I want to be in the genius yeah, department. Yeah, he does. Um, but uh, while he was working, he had, an, he had an album on. I think he actually, he was, he said he was listening to Incubus Morning View as kind oh, of nice. like a, a throwback, you Good know. Record. And... Um, this one guy that he worked with was like, wait, so like you actually listened to like the full album? And he was just kind of like, yeah. Like it just makes you realize that maybe there is this entire generation that oh, it doesn't, no, it doesn't, doesn't totally. know what it is to listen to. A it's a lost record. art entirely. I mean, you know, single culture has been around for so long that, you know, it's kind of hard to, to think about albums as a thing. Like if you grew up with that, you know that. But even besides from the 90s on, everything was built around here's these big tentpole music videos coming out. Yeah. And then it, again, iTunes came out and like just completely destroyed that and just made it super 99 cents for a song. Yeah. You don't even think about the album. It's just what's the single on the album. And yeah. now that YouTube's a thing, if there's not a video for the song, it might as well not exist. You know? <laughs> That's it's true. like back then with music videos, they music videos were used to sell the, <laughs> to sell the albums. <laughs> but like Neighbors now are. it's just like albums don't even matter. It's just put out a music video for five songs and those five songs are the only ones that matter. It's nuts. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, and there definitely is a group of people that, you know, do want to listen to an album yeah, like as, me, a, as a whole. You. Yeah. I, I, it's just I, like there's always going to be people like Scarpin who want to go to the movie theaters and people like me that don't. Yeah, no, that's exactly true. I mean, like it's and funny. It's funny what I think about a band like that Ramon turned me on to in college. That I love like dredge. Um, it's like, I, don't listen to their songs like if i want to listen to dredge i have to, like because they, they write concept albums so it's like you 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 have to listen to the whole album and it's yeah. funny that i as a, a musician and a lover of music like i like i like listening to random songs but i love listening to full albums when i turn on a 311 record i typically turn it on not to listen to a song but to listen to it mm-hmm. i'm listening to transistor i'm gonna listen to transistor from transistor to fucking you know stealing happy hours and everything in between i mean that's to just amber. the way yeah to, to amber exactly <laughs> um so it, it is but i agree with what i'm saying in, in the in the main in the sense that there was something special, and I don't think it's an old person like nostalgia thing. I really do think that there was something about getting intimate with those records. You know, I like like um, 
Ben Folds Five or Rage Against the Machine or Three Eleven, like these 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 bands that I listened to as a kid. I knew those albums intimately. Front to oh, back, yeah. Limp Bizkit, the, the, the Green Day records, Green Day, Limp Bizkit, like all these guys. Like I would listen to the shit out of those albums. And ever since everything went digital, I even with Three Eleven, like so I would say things went digital around when Three Eleven released Evolver, for instance. Like mm-hmm. I don't know those records as well, or anything that's come out since then as well as I knew those records because it really was an event where you would yeah. like you'd go buy it and you know. You listen to the Blue Album by 311, it would go from down all the way to TMP Combo, and then it would stop, and then you just hit play again and just listen yep. to the whole record yeah. again. That's how and, I know Pinkerton, and there's certain albums like that, like Dookie, that when one of the song, when you hear even one of the radio songs, they'll play it, and my mind immediately starts into the next track on yeah. the album. You know what I mean? And now with like the albums you buy now, or the songs you buy now, that's not the case, mm-hmm. right? You don't think that way, with the exception of Taylor Swift, where I listen over and over and over. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I think that uh, there's a level of interaction that also caused a lot of that. Like back with cassettes and stuff, you'd actually have to, you know, physically flip it over and stuff. And there's something about that that you really identify with those things mm-hmm. because you had to, yeah. you know, change the stuff so you would remember the songs ending. Oh, that means I need to get up and switch it or whatever. Then when you move the CDs, like I was saying earlier, when you make them, like you were manually making these playlists and thinking about it so it's like there's this weird level of interaction that you don't get anymore but i feel like with the what you're saying about the the albums just being different i think now like now that's what i call music are is what a new album is you know what i mean like these kids that are they're growing up i mean i don't don't even want to say kids like even people my age that uh, have grown up in the 2000s like their idea like you guys have these ideas of albums and what that meant to your life at that moment whereas for me it's like i will i can hear party like a rock star or tell me when to go or like all these songs that came out in 2007 when i was in high school and it's Shop like they're boys. all by, yeah exactly <laughs> all by different like um artists and stuff but that's it's almost like an album to me you know what i mean like yeah so it's different but it's like so instead of focusing on one artist and one piece of work it's more just a bunch of shit put together Creating now, it's what I call music, volume 67. <laughs> no, and that's why I, I just wonder if it's, you know, like when you're talking about, you know, the records you listen to as a kid, did it have to do with the fact that you were a kid and you just had the time? Yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, bringing it back to what you're saying, I think I think time is an issue. I but think then the kids now, are, sorry to interrupt there, but like the kids now are not doing, you, do you think the kids now, the kids... The kids these days. No, I think I think, Do you think they're not doing that. No, I, on YouTube. I, I, yeah, I, I think that it's. I think there's just inherent overload with uh, the way kids consume things today because of the nature of the internet. Like we didn't have the option to. Whenever I think of a song, and like back in the day, I was like, oh, I want to listen to Presidents of the United States of America. I have to go buy that record. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like now, someone can think like, oh, I want to listen to Presidents of the United States of America, and just go on YouTube and listen to the video, or, like watch Lump, or go on Spotify, or mm-hmm. download it from yeah. BitTorrent or whatever. It's like. Or God forbid you buy it, um, but it's like that kind of stuff is of this age and not of the previous age. I think there's something inherently different because you were talking about mix CDs. I remember when I got my CD burner like '99 or 2000. Oh, yeah. I remember like I didn't really use it for myself because I wanted to still buy records. But I remember this girl that I like loved in high school. Oh, of course, um, <laughs> asked me to like download all these songs for her and make this record. And I didn't. We, you know, she was we, we we were. It was awesome. But it was like a, it was a moment like when I gave her the CD and I like made liner notes for her and stuff like that and like gave it to her. Like that, though, I feel like those kinds of moments are gone. Like those yeah, those moments don't exist. Well, now they're just creepy. Now when you do that, it, it never comes off the right way. No, I, I don't it know came off the right personal way experience, but I know from sure you stories. Know. Sure no, I swear I know from stories of people. There's I'm not gonna throw anyone under the bus. Uh, I'm just gonna stop the story. Actually, <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I'll, I, and I'll share with you. You know, I, I got a little bit of a glimpse of hope the other day. Um, my niece Jade, she had sent me a picture of a vinyl record that she was playing that I bought for her for Christmas. It's uh, the record uh, High Violet, High Violet by the National, 
And, you know, for, for Christmas, I had gotten her, because uh, she just got a record player, and I got her Dookie, because that was the first record I ever bought as a kid. I got her High Violet, because, you know, Kate and I are really into the National, and it's a great record. And, you know, then I got her one of the bands she listens to. She listens to uh, Of Mice of Men. She's, like, really into, like, kind of, like, the emo stuff that's going on now. Um, but the glimpse of hope I got, you know, was her sending me this picture, like, you know, this is my go-to vinyl, and she was, like, playing, you know, it was a picture of the, the national record that I sent her, and, like, but it does make you realize that, you know, it is still a very, very small niche, you know, even, oh, yeah. even, even me being a vinyl collector, as I have over the last seven years or so, you know, it's still such a very, very tiny, like, to me, it doesn't feel that way, because there's record stores that I can go to, and there's definitely a community behind it. Um, but on the grand scheme of things, like even, like I said, I mean, it is a little bit of a glimpse of hope because I'm excited that my niece who's, you know, 16 is listening to vinyl records and is listening to the whole record and, you know, telling me about how much she loves it and all her her favorite songs and everything. And like, to me, like I said, it's just a little bit of a glimpse of hope that there are, you know, teenagers now doing the things that we were doing back then which was listening to records in their entirety and really taking it in as a piece it's like he's saying like that the community still exists they're just way smaller you know what i mean yeah it's just not what it used to be yeah and i think it's just the, the singles culture thing is just a is, a is a thing that's endemic i think to just generations i remember when i first got my friend cody got his first mp3 player it wasn't an ipod it was like whatever they whatever <laughs> they called it and it only held like 128 megabytes or something like that so i remember even like my first instinct at that point and i used to bring it to hockey practice so i could like I could like somehow finagle it under my equipment during hockey practice. It was like probably not very smart. Actually, like probably <laughs> really super learning dangerous. a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just be sitting in the net, you know, getting shot at anyway. And, like the, um, I remember like my first instinct was not to fill it with singles. My first instinct was like, how, can I fit sound system on this? Can yeah. I fit, you know, Battle of Los Angeles on this? Can I like my yeah. whole mindset was like entire record, you yeah. know? And uh, can I fit, you know, Sgt. Pepper or something like it was like but then once you actually I mean I I didn't have an iPod until around maybe 2004 I would say but I remember when I finally had an iPod I I did have that same mentality where I was like oh how many records can I put on this you know this is my record collection on you know on on an iPod and that's what was so cool about it when it came out but then I did really start the culture of bouncing around and kind of having music ADD in a little bit did the did apple this is a stupid question perhaps but did apple invent shuffle i don't think so no i mean you there was like if you could have like a six cd changer that could shuffle between the cds so i don't think no not between cds but like just song to song i think shuffle was on definitely on cd players yeah that's what what i'm saying like i don't yeah i think that like you could shuffle the point was that you had like a hundred cd shuffle that would shuffle between cds and then shuffle between songs so oh gotcha um but yeah that was something that was hard to come by back then, you know, to have those massive CD changers. Yeah, yeah my dad still has one of those. I mean, I remember just being thinking that was the fucking coolest thing ever. Like, I, someone I knew had, like, one of those, like, 500 CD things. I was like, who the fuck has 500 yeah, CDs? Yeah, my, 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 da- my dad's, like, a huge music collector, and he likes collecting CDs still because they sound better. And he, um, he, my dad's, like, a huge music fan. And uh, he has a catalog, like, a book like that like is all the cds like numbered like that's this awesome is, like so that like you open it up and it's like what do you want to listen to and then you just press like you know 105 or led zeppelin and that's right it plays led that's zeppelin really 3 cool. or whatever you know so it's like 
yeah so there's still people out there older people that are doing their thing younger people that are doing their thing I, I think I think things have just changed I mean like Greg was saying like I think it's just a matter of accepting that you can't do everything uh, but I think that this mentality this 21st century kind of mentality is how much can I fit into a single day Cheryl makes fun of me all the time because you know we talk a great deal about you know she's like you always just need to be doing something and I'm like yeah like I need to like maximize my time you know because I want to read and I want to watch this show and I want to play this game and you know, watch this hockey game. I, you know, I watch every ja- like, and like during football season, I'll watch four or five games a week. You know, yeah. that's that's fifteen hours of my, like my week just watching football. Mm-hmm. During hockey, I watch almost every Islanders game. So, I'm missing one right now actually. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, I think it's just a generational thing to be honest. And I think it's it's a conduit by which these people deal with their technology that we didn't have access to when we were their age. We were the last generation, not even Tim really, like Tim in a sense, but we were really the last generation I remember is not having the internet and yeah. not having a computer and yeah. not, and like be, that would, that was normal that like, and now I can't imagine not having a computer. Oh I would God, fucking lose my mind. Remember that one weekend the internet was out here. We didn't know what to do ourselves. Yeah. I was like, what am I supposed to do? Cause you can't, cause then you realize you can't do anything. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I watch a movie. Oh wait, no, I only have the four DVDs I've kept from when I was in college. Yeah. Especially with video games now. It's like, Oh, I'll play games. It's like, Nope, you don't have the firmware update and the freaking yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever the hell. And you're oh like, well, God. shit. Nothing works. Everything <laughs> sucks. Mm-hmm. Life. Mm. Tim. Yes. You're the final topic this week. Final topic this week. I'm going to go with sleepovers. Oh, okay. Oh. You want to have one tonight? Uh, I definitely do want to have one tonight. So With me? Yeah, yeah. Just not a, you. Not a, not a lady friend? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Do those count? Sleeping yeah, those over count here sleepovers. tonight. You tell me. You defined it. You're yeah, sleeping yeah, yeah. over tonight? Yeah. Oh, shit. Why'd you do the eyebrows? <laughs> Stop doing the eyebrows, Ramon. I don't know, man. So I feel like sleepovers. all night. <laughs> <laughs> sleepovers are, are a very important thing for friendships and uh, for your formative years in a lot of ways. And... I feel like we all have stories, and I'd love to hear your guys' stories because oh, I sure. definitely know I have some. Okay, yeah. sleepovers are great. Mm-hmm. I my my sleepover stories range. It, we, we did the stupid stuff you do. You stay up all night. You try to do this, or whatever. Yeah, I feel like every sleepover, every good sleepover, reaches yeah. that point where you're just like, let's. All right, it's already two a.m. Let's just let's stay up till sunrise. Yeah, and it's like why we don't care about sunrise. It's like yeah, but let's just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you reach we're like close. five, and we're like, oh, we're so close. It's like yeah, but we're fucking tired as shit. Why are we yeah, why doing, are we doing this? this? Yeah, maximize your time to be ruined the next day. The two sleepover stories that stand out. I'll start with the boring, nerdy one, and this is when we were we could drive, so we were in high school or whatever. Poe, when I finally convinced him, he broke down and bought a PS2, and so uh, in the NCAA. This this was during the summer actually, while we were in college actually. Uh, NCAA came out that year. It was, I think, the second generation NCAA football on it. And so I convinced him to break down. He bought it, and then he bought the football game. And so we were both playing it like crazy. So he came over to my house, and I set up a card table and the TV from my bedroom in the basement. And then there was the big screen TV that I was playing on. And then we would just we would just both play our seasons nonstop. And if when one of us got to a bowl game or a big rivalry game, we whoever that would take precedent, and the other person would switch to the big TV, and we would switch off and play. We did that all night one night until six in the morning until sunrise. Not because we were trying to stay up till sunrise, yeah. just because that's how it happened. Mm-hmm. Now that that was us being just dumb nerds in college, loving video game football, uh, being dumb nerds in like junior high. I assume we, there was a sleepover at Mike Boylan's house. We all went there, stayed awake until uh, you know, wee hours of the night, and then it was just like 3 a.m. Like, let's go outside and be stupid, you know? Let's go be idiots, <laughs> and just like you, because you don't even know why you're doing this. Like, why are we doing this? Running around the neighborhood at uh-huh. three and like ugh. walking in the middle of the street, exactly, because it's just so cool you to just be in can. the street where yeah. you don't have to worry about it. But the bright idea uh, that w- r- arose from this one was that Mike had fireworks, and of course, fireworks illegal in Illinois. 
but he had like bottle rockets and mm-hmm. Roman candles and all that dumb shit. So 3 a.m., we walk out into the middle of this intersection that's usually busy, houses everywhere, they're right next door to each other, and just start lighting off fireworks like a bunch of assholes, and just being <laughs> stupid. Yeah. And so we're lighting off all these fireworks, being a bunch of, shooting Roman candles at each other, bottle, doing all this <laughs> dumb shit, and finally we run out of fireworks, and one of the other friends is like, I'm going to go to Mike's house and get a paper bag, and I'm going to poop in it. And then we're going to light it and do that stupid Classic. thing because we'd seen it in, like, whatever movie that's in a million movies. We're like, all right, cool. We'll wait for you here on the lawn of this house of this guy. I'm sure nothing bad will happen. So we just sat down and were bullshitting in this guy's yard or whatever. And I don't know how he did it because he did it like Batman. But, like, literally all of a sudden there's a flashlight on <laughs> Mike and somebody's like, what the hell are you doing out here? And I answered from him, like, oh, sorry. And he's like, he, I scared him. He had no idea there was other kids on the other side. Like, oh. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, well, go home. And we're like, all right. And so then we all just, like, did that weird thing. of like, are we actually going to walk? And, like, Mike walked away from his house. So we all just dispersed into random parts of the neighborhood and then had to somehow remember yeah. how to get back because it wasn't even our neighborhood. So no it's just like, what are you thinking? <laughs> Three in the morning, go light off fireworks. Nobody's going to catch us or care. I feel like we all have collective experiences like that, though. Like, th- I feel like everyone's sleepover stories at some point, there's going to be some things where we're like, oh, yeah, I did that too. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. What about That's you? True. I, uh, when I, th- I, I can't necessarily think of so many stories off the top of my head, but when I think of sleepovers in general, like I said before, joking around, I definitely think of uh, GoldenEye for N64. Oh, yeah. um, because I feel like that was the first time that it was this, like, you know, we're getting pizza. I just got N64, I got GoldenEye, I got the Golden Controller. We're having a sleepover. We're not going to sleep the whole weekend type shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it definitely turned into like where I remember it was just like kids were dropping out. I ended up just being like one of the, the only, you know, survivors. And it was like, I don't even know why we kept playing. And it was just. Because you could. Yeah. That was the thing. We did that same thing in, in like high school with that and Smash Brothers. And then like also progressed. I have this memory of, you know, going back to, you know, 311, you know, my buddy, Mike, growing up, he was like the first person I knew that had a cable modem. And it was like, there was this, you know, House of Blues site back in the day that streamed all these concerts. And it was like stuff you couldn't see. And there was a 311 one. And basically because it was 300K, it was like, we thought we were like discovering this fucking hidden thing and we were, you know like we made such a big point to like watch that you know and a bunch of other concerts over and over again and you know definitely later on you know as Colin mentioned earlier you know with me peeing in you know the kitchen you know that that turned in you know it was like later on like before college it was like you know uh sleepovers progressing to you know people just having massive blowout parties right. and you know the reason you know to make that story somewhat short you know i'm like oh i can't think of stories and now i'm telling the story but um you know i do remember it being very vital to always be at that age at least and when you went into college to be drinking around people that truly have your back you know and that story basically turned into me being at this kind of sleepover party with a bunch of people that like weren't like my true friends and I was like totally just blasted drunk and then like it ended up with me, you know, peeing in this kitchen and it was, was it like out of, it was defiance were you peeing in the kitchen? No, <laughs> no, like I, I was I was black. You're not even no, my no, real like, friends. No, no, no. No, it was it was just like I should have it's like someone should have taken me home out uh, of that party yeah. at that point, you know, and the I think I 
I must have just like woken up in the middle of the night and like piss on this floor and, the, and you know and I woke up to this girl being like what is wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> but anyway anyway that was uh, you know but yeah you're talking about more like kid sleepovers but you know well, when, hey, when do sleepovers lose when do they lose their importance I and mean, style I guess when you can drive when you can actually you can actively go home you know what, it's weird because I feel I like go home. I feel like <laughs> I still have sleepovers every once in a while there's a difference between staying at someone's house and a sleepover and I can't put my finger on what it is. But like I feel like even recently, and I guess maybe it's just that I don't know if I could have a sleepover with people I meet now. You know? Like if we all slept together, then we're just sleeping at the same house. It's not a sleepover. But you dude, that, sorry to interrupt it. But that, like, was, that was like even when you came to visit me the last couple times when I lived in Brooklyn, it was like we were staying up late listening to records and, you know, just kind of shooting the shit. And it felt like a sleepover. I think that's it. It's the, are you staying up till 3 a.m., not wanting to go to sleep? Like, you, if you have that moment where you're both laying in the same room when you don't need to be laying in the same room, and you're both pretending you're asleep, and then, like, after 15 minutes of silence, there's the, hey, are you still awake? Dude, that, I, I, I had a recent experience like that. I was in San Diego working on a music project, and um, I was in a hotel with uh, my buddy Ron, who's a drummer, and we had gotten back just from, like, a long night of drinking and we were just laughing about everything and it definitely turned into that you you wake yeah and like just cracking up over and over again about other shit that was being said throughout the night and like still joking like he you know like still just you know i guess kind of capturing that that vibe of a sleepover yeah, there's something about it like everything's funnier when well, because you get sleep deprived. Yeah, when you're like, a kid, you're not sleep deprived. Like I remember, that. I remember. Uh, so my best friend Curran, his birthday every year, we always do this massive sleepover to this day, and I'll never forget. Like the year two, my God, <laughs> someone is dying right now. But year two, we were there, and South Park was on, and it was they were making fun of Steve Irwin, and he was like, "I'll take my thumb and shove it up his butthole," and for some reason, we thought that was so funny, and it's like it's kind of funny, but like, yeah. um. <laughs> We died, and like all night, at some point, if anyone just showed their thumb, we would be in hysterics for like ten minutes. And like, it's that weird culture, and it's like waking up in the morning and everyone else being asleep, and you just having to be like, "Fuck, I need to pretend to sleep. I don't want to be the first one to get up." It's hella awkward. That always happens yeah. when the parents start fighting, and it's just like, "Why are you fighting?" Like that? <laughs> it's like, "Can you not do this while we're here?" Or when the parents start fighting with your friend, and you're just like, "Well, this is awkward. You know, am I supposed? Whose side am I?" Like the mom gets you involved. Tim, oh my what God. do you think? Whose side are you on? I'm like. Ah, that, side, that reminds me, going, going back to my buddy Mike, there was a time in high school where his dad came home and was, like, yelling at his mom, and his mom was like, you know Ramon's here, and he was like, I don't give a fuck. Anyway, sorry. For me, I feel like my story... And I have a lot of friends that I have sleepovers with, like because I still am friends with my middle school, high school friends. But I feel like more than anything is Kevin, because the man me, Felicia me Kevin, Day called disgusting. Me and Kevin, yeah, me and oh Kevin grew up together. And at this point, we had so many sleepovers that because he lived in Daly City, I lived in San Francisco, so it was kind of a commute to get to him. So I'd get on the twenty-eight, get over to him, and at this point, the night of the sleepover to me is more like the movie sized version of it where it's like, this is probably a hundred different sleepovers, but in my head, it is just one night, one night of just the dumbest, stupidest things anyone could ever do. Like, I'll never forget. It was me, him and my brother. And then we just decided like we were, 
we walked to get Hawaiian food, which nowadays we'd go and it's like we need three plates to like fill ourselves and we're still not hungry. But back then we'd get one plate and the three of us would share it and it'd be fine. So we did that and we, like these homeless guys were like asking us for money. Was it another freak nasty situation? It wasn't freak nasty. <laughs> it was just like homeless people asking us for change. We didn't have any money on us. And this, I don't know. Kevin thinks that this makes us good people. I think it makes us fucking atrocious, horrible people. <laughs> we were also like 11 at the time. Um, we decided to go home and get all the change we could find, which was pretty much a lot of pennies. Because you know how like everyone's house has that big water cooler <laughs> full of fucking yeah. pennies? Yeah. So we just got that. We decided, let's go find homeless people. When they ask for money, start screaming jackpot and start throwing <laughs> all of the coins oh at them. <laughs> and we thought it'd be hilarious. <laughs> so we took all our coins and we went out and tried to find homeless people and we just couldn't find any. We also had cargo pants. So we no, yeah. No, we had. We were oh, man, stocked. You definitely had cargo pants. We were stocked on coins. And it was just amazing. And then we couldn't find any homeless people. So then we were like, all right, whatever. We stopped that plan. And then we walked all the way to Toys R Us. And we started playing hide-and-seek in Toys R Us because that was just fun. And um, we played that for hours. Then we go outside, and it was pouring rain. like, And it just made no sense how it went from nothing to just rain. But we all had Razor scooters. Duh. And Heelys. How old are you? 11. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Razor scooters and Heelys, which for the uninformed, you don't know what Heelys are. They're, they're shoes with the skate wheel in the yeah. back, so you had to do the thing. Definitely. So, I was super okay. depressed when wheelies came around because I was too old for them. Uh-huh. And I was like, damn, where were those when I was growing up? Uh, I remember, remember the best. Do you remember, they were do you remember soaps? Do you remember soap shoes? Yeah, well, so here's the thing. So soap shoes were amazing. They had like the grind thing in the middle so you can grind. The Heelys I had at the time was when Heelys bought soap. So it was Heelys with the soap thing. Damn. It was a fucking mind-blowing experience. Wow. But so what we decided to do luxury. is the Toys R Us was on a hill. And so there, and it was raining. So there's this huge puddle of water, like it was like a river at that point. And we decided that we're gonna ride our scooters, jump off the scooters, and start healing and go into the water because it'd be hilarious. So we did this. <laughs> with all the change in your pocket still? I don't know what we did with the change. Um, but then we like got soaking wet. Like it was wait, wait, pouring rain. Like, oh, it worked. Yeah, no, we got we got a nice like drift going through the the no, river. We got in, like, two feet of water. Like, all right. all right, we're fucked. <laughs> so we got soaking wet. We go back to his house, and then his mom was just furious. It's like, why, why the fuck did you guys do this? And we was like, oh, it was fun. So then we had to like spend the rest of the night trying to like blow dry it with hair dryers, like dry our clothes because it was the only clothes we had. So at this point, we're just soaking wet and miserable. Um, and then a bunch of other things happened. And then at some point, like Kevin's like, dude, I think this file cabinet is filled with Playboys. And I was like, no this is shit. at your house? Yeah. In, in, in the um in the um basement or the garage. So we go down and his dad was a newspaper delivery person. So there was like hella newspapers. In the, <laughs> your in dad was place. really good at his job. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Delivered them right to the trash in the garage. <laughs> I mean there was like mountains of like newspapers. Like he was a corporate uh news delivery person. So like he would like fill a pickup truck up with this stuff and bring it to all the companies and shit. Like, a little bit extra and he'd just leave it there and it, over two years yeah his garage was just filled with these mountains right so we had to like climb through the mountains and we we're sneaking down the garage because we don't want to get caught we're looking through all the stuff i'm hoisting kevin up on my shoulders and shit and he's looking through and then in between all of it there was just one hidden issue that his dad had and we got it it was just mind-blowing it was like our first experience with boobs besides titanic 
And we were just like, holy shit. It was like a game changer. I'll never forget it. Like, we both just started talking. We were freaking out. Like, this is getting a little, like, it was an emotional moment for us. Like, honestly, <laughs> it was the first time I was noticeably aroused where I was like, I am, this is what horny is. Like, I was introduced <laughs> to horny with, with Kevin. Kevin yeah. Shoulders. Mm-hmm. That reminds and me. I, I, oh, sorry. Let's sorry keep going. Time. No, it just reminds me when I was introduced to Horny too. It was like back, you know, remember like Real Sex on HBO? Oh yeah, I remember. Real I remember Sex. that. I remember that came on, uh, on HBO, and I was at my buddy Rob's. This is when I used to live in North Jersey, and we were watching it, and we were just kind of like, and then like later on, I remember like you know like having that same kind of banter before you go to bed. I was just like, Rob, you have like a, you feel kind of weird. But it was like I was talking about like my hard ass dick. Yeah. No, that that's seriously though, like that was the conversation we had though. It's like, hey, I feel do you feel what I'm feeling right now? And it was like a really Did he? Were you feeling it? Yeah, probably. I mean, we were in bunk beds. He was like, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we were we were seven at that point. But it's, and also this was the first time that I was like really aroused. But the first time that I remember being horny was Idle Hands. Oh yeah, yeah. When you Jessica blew off was... heaven to kick it with me. Yeah, yeah. her oh, Halloween was, costume. Was Jesus yeah, that's the thing. The Halloween costume. <laughs> the part of it gets yeah, ripped yeah. off. I was like, what is happening right now? Anyway, so we see this Playboy, and then we're like, we hear people, so we like put it back, and there's this whole thing. Right and then, the then at some point, we like it's several it's, hours it's, later, we ordered pizza. Yeah. Well, no. We tr- so several hours later, we're like fucking hungry and it's like 1 a.m <laughs> and so we decide to meet him and my little brother decide to sneak out to go to in and out and we're like all right let's do that so we go to in and out isn't open at one in the morning yeah it is, yeah, it is. okay yeah so yeah. we so we went and we're like but we don't have a car well only the drive-thru was open so we're like it's like we'll 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 walk through this thing and just jump because it must be a sensor thing, right? So we start doing it, and, this, and these two motherfuckers jumping, trying to get the sensors to work. That shit doesn't work. And eventually someone's like, yeah, we can't serve you. I'm sorry. Like, there's a car behind you. Like, you can't do this. So we're like, fuck this. We're going to Krispy Kreme. So we go to Krispy Kreme. Oh, same this is shit. the Daily City one? Yeah. yeah. And eventually the Krispy, the Krispy Kreme, they were cool with it. They knew what was up. So they gave us some donuts. We're like, fuck yeah. So then we take them back. We eat the donuts. But they're like, fuck, we're still hungry. Like, we need food. And I don't even need to go into details about how complicated it was getting out of this house without waking up his parents. Like, we literally jumped down floors of, like, like we, sh- we were doing dangerous Indiana Jones shit. So we were back in his, his garage at this point because we were sleeping in his garage. And um, on newspaper beds. Yeah, pretty much. That was one garage. And the other garage there was two garages. Yeah. So we decide that we're going to order pizza. So we order pizza, and we have to tell the guy, like, hey. This is some fucking covert op shit. Like, do not ring the bell. Like, our mom's going to be pissed. We're going to pay you, though. Don't even trip. Like, it's going to be good. <laughs> so they, they were super cool. They were super. Yeah, no, we were like, you got to call this number. We got whatever. Like, leave it on the and doorstep this was like and get the hell phones. out of here. This is pre-cell phones, too. So it was like uh, some real secret shit. About an hour later, they show up. And we just hear them pull up. And we open the little flap, like the mail flap. Like Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, hey. You're like, Here's, here's the money. Can you put the pizza through slice by slice? <laughs> slice by slice? What the only they way. Say? They did it. No fucking way. They fucking way. did it. Oh, my God. I would say, did you tip him well? Oh, I mean, no. We were I was going to say, if you, I would be like, increase the tip 75% yeah. for me to go slice. Nah, dude. I mean, he was Otherwise, he was I'm ringing the it. doorbell and walking away. <laughs> <laughs> some dirty stuff. But slices. yeah, man, that was it. So what started as trying to like give some homeless people some change ended up with us getting pizza through a uh, slot. Like a great, that seems like a great adventure. adventure. There you go. Great adventure. Yeah.
Colin, you got anything? Um, yeah, I mean, I remember just, uh, I, I guess the sleepover story I'll tell is that uh, when I was a young kid uh, in Long Island, I lived in this in this uh, cul-de-sac, uh, and I was really good friends with uh, these brothers, Tim and Mike, who I'm still friends with today, but we were really, really tight. And we would hang out all the time, and I would always sleep over their house or always sleep over our house. We had a great time, and then I moved away to New England for a little while, and I would see them over the summers, and then I moved back. And when I moved back to Long Island in high school, um, per, like full time, uh, we would kind of grew apart. And we weren't really friends anymore. We were friendly, but we would see each other. That's how it goes. Yeah, it happens. But so I used to hang out with them for probably like eighty eight to ninety seven or something like that, and then and then I came back, and then we were just kind of acquaintances, or whatever. But we would still talk, and Facebook kind of brought us back together, and we would chat and be like, you know, so in two thousand six, I went home for Christmas. This is when we were still in Northeastern, mm-hmm. and um. And we, it was awesome. Like I was having a really bad time. My girlfriend at the time that, you know, we knew uh, broke up with me and I was just like really miserable. And they had gotten in touch with me on Facebook and they're like, yo, like we're going to be home uh, for Christmas. Uh, you should come over and hang out and like, you know, sleep over and we'll, we'll like hang out. And what ended up happening was that we hadn't really hung out at all since we were like 13 or 14 years old. Now we're like 22. And, uh, we, I ended up going over to their house. I haven't been in their house since the, the mid or late nineties. I will, I'm just walking around their house. Everything's the same. I'm getting like really nostalgic as I do. Um, and then it ended up being so awesome. Like now we're adults. Like we, we just got a bunch of booze and we were just and like food and we were just hanging out eating, but we were and drinking, but we were playing solar quest, which was the game we used to play like the monopoly game or whatever. And then we were like playing video games. We went in the backyard and played wiffle ball. Like we were fucking totally trash and like hanging out. And it was like one of the great nights of my life. And I slept over their house and I'm like, this is awesome because like we're a grown ass men just reliving the, that those times one last time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like one last wiffle ball game, one last solar quest game. But now with like we were inebriated a little bit, and we and we all woke up the next morning, and kind of went our separate ways. I haven't seen them in person since, actually. Um, really? Yeah, and uh, and I was just like, that was awesome, you know. And they were like, yeah, that was like really a trip, man. You know, like to just do that, like to just you have have you here again, or whatever. And that was so that was like that's my most memorable sleepover experience is actually when I was an adult because it was recapturing those those glory days of, the, of, of childhood. Um, so that's what I always remember, and I really cherished that night. Like that was a really really fun and nostalgic night, and I really needed that at the time because I was like so in such bad shape as Ramon could tell you. So, um, yeah, that's that's my story. Quick and dirty. What did they do with the pizza box? Did they take it back to the pizza place? Yeah. No, no. Yeah, so because his dad had the so much fucking newspapers, like their recycling game was on point. So, like, he could hide that shit under the stacks of newspapers. It was fine. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's the Game Over Greggy show each and every week. Four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny and get the shows early on Friday. If you don't want to give us any money, god damn that guy. <laughs> can you hear him, Kevin? Does he ring through? Do people understand? A tiny bit. Ugh. If you don't like that, oh, every day, again. topic by topic, <laughs> Monday through Thursday, youtube.com slash kindoffunny before we put up the entire show as a YouTube video and an MP3 on Fridays. Ramon, thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. Thank you for thank keeping you for Colin me. alive. You, 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 <laughs> you did good. There's some things that he's a little half-baked on. I blame you for it. <laughs> but there's a lot of the good things. He's a good guy. Uh, if people want to support you in any way, what can they do? You're a musician. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a record I writ- written. I writ. <laughs> there's a record I'd written with a, a great friend of mine, Dylan, that is available on iTunes. It's called Elephant Walk. It's really good. Um, so if you search Ramon and Dylan um, on iTunes, you can find the record. Or you can go to bandcamp.com, or I think it's ramonandillon.bandcamp.com. Yeah, uh, you can find it there. And you know, in the meantime, I'm you know playing in various projects. Go support my buddies, Bad Rabbits. Um, 
you know, really great friends of mine. I feel in for them, you know, doing a lot of great things. So follow you on Twitter. It's been yeah. up throughout the video, I'm sure. Yeah, Namon Rarvaez, I would say. That's how you pronounce it. Maybe not it. the best name for picking up on social media. But. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> if you want to find me, you can find me. Okay, there you go. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.